Welcome in to the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. I am your host, of course, John Neighbors, and we're going to have a lot to talk about here on this Tuesday. But thank you to everyone of making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. And boy, do we have plenty to talk about. We're going to look around the world of sports, get into uh, not only a little bit of the Arkansas Razorback side of things, a little football news, too. Uh, some a big award. Actually, it's not an award. It's an accomplishment, but we'll talk about that as uh, well as some other interesting bits going around the entire landscape of the sports world, specifically the college sports world. And we want to hear from you. So get in our comments section there. We're, of course, live on YouTube, on Facebook, on X, on Instagram, all that stuff. So be sure to check it out. Follow us and uh, we'll try to get to all your comments and your questions as best as we can. But we have to start today with a particular topic that is one I didn't think we'd even have to discuss at any point in time. But as we established here on this show, at least, the one thing we want to do each and every day is to be able to talk about whatever you, the people in Arkansas or Arkansas fans in general, are talking about. Even though it may be crazy, even though it may have no reason to believe that it's true, but because it is topics, because it is what we do here, and we want to make sure that we're discussing the things that everybody wants to know about and hear about, that's what we're going to do today. And for those of you who are looking at the title of this stream, you will see that it's about Eric Musselman, the Razorback basketball coach, and will he leave the University of Arkansas after this year? Now, let me be clear. This is not something that I have put up as far as, oh, wouldn't that be fun? We're not doing anything. Let's go ahead and start some rumors about possible Eric Musselman leaving Arkansas, just for the funsies of it, because that's what we do. It's not the case at all. The reason we're going to be discussing this today is because, at least in the last 24 to 48 hours, there have been a lot of speculation about it. Not just from social media standpoint, but getting text messages and hearing discussions from people who are in the know, might be in the know, or at least pretty high up there in the University of Arkansas landscape, that the possibility of Eric Musselman leaving after this season is just that, a possibility. And some of it have been really revved up here recently. And as they say, where there's smoke, there is fire. Now, I don't want Eric Musselman to leave Arkansas. I love what Eric Musselman's been able to do here at the school. He's a fine, a fine coach who's done a really great job of elevating Arkansas back into the landscape of what they need and should be at in the college basketball world. He has proven year after year that not only can you be able to win at a high clip at the University of Arkansas, but you can bring some of the highest level talent into the city of Fayetteville. And that includes guys that are getting drafted into the NBA each and every year. Eric Musselman's proven that. And it's amazing to believe that this is just his fifth year. His first year, of course, at the end of it was canceled to COVID, which they 100% would have made the NCAA tournament then. But in the times that they did make the NCAA tournament, the worst finish they had was the Sweet 16. Not too bad. 
But now, because of the way that the season's gone this year, and hearing about all the speculation surrounding not only particular individual players, like a Devo Davis leaving the program, as we discussed yesterday, but also a lot of the toxicity that seems to be oozing from the university inside of that locker room, it is just too much to not be able to discuss and not be able to wonder, is this the end? Is this the beginning of the end? Is this the beginning of an avalanche, of a, of a snowball effect, a domino effect that's just going to keep going and going and going until it's all said and done and we're looking back and being like, wow, that was a crazy month, month and a half of wild drama surrounding it. Now, I have not covered a whole lot of things in the University of Arkansas landscape compared to some others. But I do remember some other sagas that were pretty controversial and especially ones that ended up ending pretty wildly. You think about to the Gus Malzahn, Houston Nuts, Springdale 5 scenario, how insane that was during the season. You think back to the Bobby Petrino scandal, of course, getting in a motorcycle accident and then the John L. Smith era and how insane that ended up being. And now it kind of feels like this could have the makings of something similar where it ends up, there starts out being speculation. It starts out being rumors. It starts out being harmless enough that maybe it's just people trying to get some clicks and trying to get people to talk about certain things and discuss it. But the thing is, is like the longer you go without giving any sort of answers, any concrete answers or any concrete statements to be able to put all of the rumors and speculation that may be swirling around to bed, then it's just going to continue to build. I'm not blaming anybody for the statements that they've made. I'm not blaming Eric Musselman or blaming the Razorback basketball program for being vague in the statements that they've made and the surrounding turmoil. Some of this stuff is really difficult to talk about and really difficult to acknowledge and really difficult to even fathom. But the more that this keeps going, the more that the pressure is going to be on for answers. And I'm not talking about from us. I'm talking about from the University of Arkansas. Devo Davis is not a part of this program, and we still don't know why. And that's still going to be a story. And the rumors and speculation about Eric Musselman's job have been surrounding so much that at some point in time, he will be asked about it. It could be as soon as after the Missouri game tomorrow night. You know, depending on how the game goes, maybe it won't be the first question, but I believe that if it continues to build like it is, then Eric Musselman's going to be asked, hey, What's the situation with your job status at Arkansas? Are you happy at Arkansas? Do you want to continue at Arkansas? Do you want to be at Arkansas next season? Something like that may be asked. And the most fascinating thing is going to hear Eric Musselman's response. Because say what you want about Muss. Muss knows how to get in front of the camera. He knows how to do things a certain way. And he knows how to make sure that the answers and the way things are formatted are done in a way that is either beneficial to him or also beneficial to those in the situation. I think he'll be asked about it. But if you're asking my gut feeling right now, where it stands, where it stands this season, where it stands with Muss, I got a bad feeling about this. Those of you who are watching Star Wars probably have heard that a few times. I do have a bad feeling about this. There's too much smoke surrounding this fire. Again, I hope he doesn't leave. But it certainly seems like it's coming from somewhere. And it could all be put to rest. It all could be made silent if some sort of statement or some sort of question is answered. But until that time happens, we're just going to sit here and continue to wonder and think about the possibilities of what if Eric Musselman leaves Arkansas? What if after his fifth year with so much drama and turmoil and a terrible season that is, comparatively speaking, 
How will that leave the lasting legacy of Eric Musselman at Arkansas? That's the ultimate question right now. So let's discuss a little bit further as we welcome in two of the guys that know all about it, and I'm sure they're going to break down and give you all the uh, things that they know and maybe the inside scoop. Of course, it is Andrew Ellis and Scotty Bordelin. So uh, Curtis, what's going on. on? Yeah, let's say we on. need to bring in Curtis for Get this. Let's try, try to bring in the A-team here. But, you know, <laughs> these guys... Andrew and Scotty know their stuff yeah, too. No but more speculating. It's now you're gonna know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. We now, know. Yeah, I set you guys up. Now you guys can set me straight. You want to know so. the answer? We just got off the phone with them. We know. Yeah, yeah. Let's say who's your sauces that you guys have been talking to. But you've been hearing the same things I have. You've been getting hit up about the same things I have. So what do you make of these speculation, rumor, all of that stuff? Where at? Where's is, where's is it at right now? You go first, Scotty. I'll let you handle it first. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I think. I mean, I, people probably wish that they would have been in our group chat last night, if I had to guess. Um, but yeah, like going back to you saying that you hope Eric doesn't leave, I hope he doesn't leave either, personally, selfishly. Um, Eric's been really good to me every year that he's been here. Um, I remember after his first season, obviously it was cut short because of COVID, um, mid-SEC tournament, and then, you know, the... The Zoom phenomenon started, and we got him on a Zoom, you know, a couple days after their season officially ended, and I asked him a question. It's like, what did you learn about yourself as a coach this year? Um, and he did, like, in the moment, didn't really have an answer for it. And then probably about 30 minutes after the Zoom ended, he texted me and was like, good job stumping me with that question. And so our relationship, I would, I feel like, has been, you know, good from, uh, good from the jump and, um just me and Curtis have talked about this maybe a little bit, just the thought of, you know, potentially having to build new relationships with people on a brand new staff um, would suck, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, would it surprise me if he's gone after this season? Absolutely not. I mean, the man's a rolling stone. Has been his entire career. I mean, that's what people, other than taking his shirt off and winning postseason games and um, – you know, knowing how detailed he is, that's what they know him for is just moving around. So you're going full on eulogy, huh? You're 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 like driving him to the airport. The, right? You're like, end. Must, you need a ride, I'll take <laughs> you, man. Hey, good times. Appreciate you for your work. We're out of here, man. But uh no, I mean I don't I think it's anyone who who's like of the mentality that he's absolutely staying and is locked into Fayetteville no matter what, I, I would I don't know how you could say that realistically or, you know. I'm not saying he's for sure gone, but I agree that like it, signs seem to be pointing that way. His track record seems to indicate that, you know, he he doesn't like to sit still for too long. And look, that's part of what makes Musk special is that he's always kind of the gears are turning. He's always thinking of his next move and what's the next challenge he can take on in his career. And I mean, guys like him who are just driven and wired a little bit differently, like they they're always thinking of the next challenge. And so I think I'm sure if I'm if you're Eric Musselman, you're probably thinking about your time at Arkansas, and obviously this is a tough year that he's not having a ton of fun during, and I bet he's probably wondering, have I accomplished what I can accomplish at Arkansas? Like, is have we kind of just reached a, reached a stopping point here? Who knows? And I would imagine, I'm not saying he's gone, but I think he's going to listen to offers, and I think there's a reason that uh, he, he is, I mean, the, the, the guy is leaving stuff open, and he's not locked into a 10-year deal that he can't get out of. Like, I think that he keeps his op options open in the portal. He keeps his option open with his roster. Like, I think in life, like, that's just kind of how he approaches it. And hard to argue with what the man does. But uh, I would also recommend anyone that's, like, expecting a real definitive answer on this in the next, like, three days or, like, we're going to find out soon. 
relax. This is about to be a roller coaster. Pace yourselves. It's never the first job you hear. It's ne- the first rumor you hear of the offseason is never like the rumor. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that were the case, Gus Malzahn would be oh preparing for his yeah. first spring practice as the head coach at Arkansas. <laughs> like this is for the sixth time or whatever yeah. it is. And I yeah. would also say this, John, and look, there's plenty of people like, for instance, Curtis has tons of people that he talks to that are very in the know. He has people that are very close to situations. And so when Curtis says something, I listen. When you say something, I listen. You know, there's a lot of guys who it's like they you can tell they're getting real information. But I would, I, would, I would say that anyone who tries to look you in the eye and say they know for sure what's about to happen with this situation is lying through their teeth. And that includes, like, Danielle Musselman. Like, if she tells you, oh, yeah, I know for sure how, that, how everything's about to play out, she probably doesn't know, you know? Like, I don't think Eric Musselman knows. So it's like anyone who's coming to you right now and is like, oh, it's a done deal, he's headed, he's already packed his bags, and, or no, he's staying for sure. Like, they know for sure what's about to happen these next Working overtime weeks, on his exit strategy. 12 weeks. Yeah, it's like... Anyone who thinks that this is definitive and this is like a done deal anyway, you know, for there's a lot that's going to happen. So I would say just pace yourselves. It's going to be an interesting ride. That's that's it's going to be an interesting offseason regardless of what happens. Even if he stays, he's going to have more questions this offseason than he's ever had before. And if he doesn't, then the entire program has a lot of questions to answer. I think it would be fair to say feelers have been put out or are being put out. I mean, oh, that's yeah. that's more than fair. Yeah, easily more than fair. Well, and see, this is like... Like, I know we're going to get to your comments, folks, because you got a lot of them, I'm sure, are very upset with us even talking about this. But, again, there's reasons why we are talking about it. But the, 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 the way I always looked at it is when you're Muss. Like, Muss didn't come to Arkansas because of some connection that he had to the state. You know, it wasn't like Mike Anderson coming home. You know, it, it wasn't anything like that. But Danielle did have family down in Magnolia, buddy. <laughs> well, because of that, maybe, you know, maybe that's what keeps him. Is that's why he that. moved to the northwest part of the state. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, that's like oh. she picked that place of all the places that she's got connections to. Her and Must, they were like Magnolia, Arkansas, the hometown of Matt Goodhart. That's where we want to go. Yeah, that's right. And we're never going to leave after we go there. We're, we're there forever. Like, that's that's not the case. And I'm not naive enough to ever believe that. I I would would have bet even no matter what the year was. Musk was going to leave Arkansas for another job at some point in time. It, it was going to happen. I didn't know if it'd be in the NBA. I didn't know if it would be another high-level college basketball job. You know, like, you know, somebody like just throwing it out there. But if a UCLA came calling, I would be upset. I'd be bummed. But I'm like, hey, I get it. West Coast guy. UCLA's a big program. It all makes sense. But it's the timing of all of this is where going into this year, if you were going to tell me, okay, hey, Razorback basketball team is going to have its worst year under Eric Musselman. There's a lot of drama surrounding it. Devo Davis is going to leave the team in the middle of the year. And on top of all of that, Eric Musselman is going to leave at the end of the season to go for another job. I'd be like, no, that's not going to happen. None of that's going to happen. But here's the thing. Nothing this season has happened the way that we thought it would. So why wouldn't it be the same thing with Mus leaving? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, why would, it, None of the things that we thought where we didn't come out of just willy-nilly. Like we went into it with legitimate reasons and logic to believe how this season was going to go, how it was going to look, how good it was going to be, and none of that has happened. None of it has happened. So why shouldn't we also take into consideration the possibility of Eric Musselman leaving Arkansas after this season isn't 100% on the table because even, even if he doesn't leave, which again, I hope he doesn't. I think we all hope he stays. Because Eric Musman's been good to me. He invited me to his Halloween party. He said sure I could did. come next year, too. Yep. So you owe me that, Muss. Eric Musselman, he gave my son a kidney. He, 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 we're, we're bonded for life. 
<laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Remember that? He texted on me on my birthday once. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, he kissed up. He kissed my child. Um, but yes, it was. But still, it, as as much as everybody wants him to stay, you still have to look at reality. And the reality is, is that does he end up staying? Sure, I, I, of course. There's a chance he ends up staying. But I also won't be surprised if he leaves. That's where I'm at. I hope he stays. He absolutely still could stay. Yeah. But let's be honest. If he leaves, I don't think any of us are just going to be like, oh, what's his name from Tennessee baseball after he got ejected against Notre Dame? Like, just shocked. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, I didn't see this come. Like, it's, it's a reality that we have to address. Yeah, and no doubt, like, obviously, Muss is the man. He's a tremendous coach, like, I, I I love covering him. Like I love being around him. He's he's just a fun figure, a fun personality to to you know to watch play out. And I, him being at Arkansas has been like a match made in heaven. Honestly, just him with the fan base and two lunatics together that have this weird love hate relationship. But you know I, I'm 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 kind of with you guys where it's like I can't wait to see his reaction. Like when he's asked about it at a press conference because we were kind of speculating about when this might happen. And uh, you know I think that. Wednesday after the Missouri game, we might not get a question about it. I don't know that's it, the time to do it. But I, I wouldn't be stunned if by Saturday, if there's not a press conference between Wednesday and Saturday, I mean, would you be stunned if on Saturday after the LSU game, if Bob's not dropping a little, hey, you know, my, there's been rumors. You know, I, I, I wouldn't not. be stunned. I mean, if, if Arkansas wins Wednesday, the likelihood of a Zoom either Thursday or Friday is much, much, much higher than it is after a loss. And so it could come before that LSU game. Yeah, but I mean, you just think about how much the internet, I mean, this is all kind of ramped up real quick here. I mean, even from just two weeks ago when we first started this operation, the world was very different. But just think about by the time Saturday rolls around, say Arkansas, even if they had beaten Missouri or say they lose to Missouri, whatever you want to say, between now and Saturday, there's going to be so much speculation, so many rumors so many memes made so many whatever like it this thing will probably be even more off the rails and so i think it'll get to the point where like he's gonna have to say something and uh look I, again i don't expect him to come out saturday and be like yep guys i'm out of here or yep guys i'm staying for sure i think he's probably gonna deflect which most coach i mean that's what you should do if you're a coach being asked about your job in the middle of the season probably say let's talk about this at a later date uh but i think his reaction and the way that he you know, his, his body line, like there's going to be things that we will be able to pick up on. And so it's like, it's going to be a fascinating thing. And uh, yeah. by the way, for everyone in the comments asking, why are we talking about this? Have you not been watching the same season that we have? Like, I think it's very obvious something is going on. And so it's going to be a fascinating offseason, regardless of if he stays or goes. Well, and that's the thing too, real quick, is that to, just to address this, we're not bringing this out in thin air. It's like, right. it's not like we're just like, Oh man, we're bored. What are we gonna talk about today? Yeah, yeah. what if Musk leaves? Oh yeah, they'll get the clicks. Like, no, th there's been legitimate questions and legitimate discussion yeah. about this over the past 24, 48 hours. In the past 24 hours, it's really revved up. I mean, yeah. I've gotten text messages from people that I know and trust that are like, I'm hearing this. And I so mean, it's my, legit reason to believe it. My mom texted me this morning and said, You yeah. you, you reading this stuff about Coach Musk on, on Twitter? I'm I like was, a lot yes, of people that do that where they're like, yes. have you heard about it? It's like, but no, in terms wait, of like, wait, let me know. What, what do we mean? <laughs> yeah. I never heard this. You were talking about what kind of a reaction you could get from Eric. He's a pro, right? And so he's going to get the question, I'm sure. And he's going to be like, you know, I don't really have a comment on that. Honestly, I'm just, yeah. you know, right now I'm worried about who my point guard is going to be for LSU and whether we can, you know, defensive rebound well enough to, you know, maybe, maybe win a road game this year. 
Yeah, yeah that's probably I mean, what he's going to do. That's probably and that's probably the right answer. Like I don't think anybody <laughs> should be. If you're going to be mad Saturday that you don't have a definitive answer, go. I'll go ahead and save you the time. You're not going to get one. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And you know, guys, we're not we're not saying like a specific like. Oh, he's definitely going to Louisville. Right. He's definitely going to UCLA, which might not even be an open job. USC maybe is the one. Year. I think that's the LA school you need to watch out for. But look, I'm not, we're not even responding to like one specific rumor because there's been everyone you can imagine like there's been every school mentioned that might have a job opening so i just we're just talking about the off season in general again even if he stays it's going to be a fascinating roller coaster to watch because he's going to have to answer a ton of questions about the roster and just the coaching staff and kind of how this program rebounds moving forward yeah so, because uh, it, it literally has not been a good last 13 months for the program other than the kansas no, yeah. and look and, and look i'm and i wasn't saying this in the offseason so i'm not trying to do a like this is obviously in hindsight i'm not claiming that i was saying this all along but you know when they missed out on grant nelson and the ron holland thing kind of fell through that was a time where i remember being like oh this is a little interesting that, obviously you give them, a little you give them the benefit of the doubt and again like john said we all expected them to be a very good team this year a top 15 team like i think most most people did at the very least a tournament team uh but yeah i i didn't realize at the time just how south this could go and yeah. you know we were kind of joking earlier in the office about how you know we we opened this whole operation on january 15th and they were coming off of losses to florida and georgia and we were like oh so this is like the worst possible time to be doing this we did not realize it could literally get worse and it has yeah yeah and i, and I want to throw this in there too because this this is kind of the question that I, I wanted to translate it to where we were talking about you know will must leave or whatever so the question is now why why would must leave Arkansas because it's now become a discussion. Why would he leave? Like what would take him away from Arkansas? What would he find? What could be better? Like just why would he leave Arkansas after this season? What would be the reasons? Okay. I think the one above anything, the guy loves the West coast and like, obviously he's from there. He's got people there and he goes there plenty anyway. I mean, as soon as, I mean, what game was that where he was like, Oh, I got to get on a flight to San Diego or whatever. Yeah, It was after the Wilmington. Obviously game. the guy is a big, California he loves the west coast he's from there like so that is always going to appeal to him he's very open about that that he's like the only time I can unplug from basketball is when I'm on a beach or whatever and like I think that's obviously going to be a huge appeal and like I mentioned earlier I think a new challenge and like kind of a fresh start especially with how chaotic and toxic these this season has been and really last season because last season was it was a disaster for for in term it wasn't a disaster for the end result made sweet 16 but i mean must in terms of what he had to deal with of nick smith's situation what seven and eleven i mean, and, what, and, I mean like right. a, yeah. it just wasn't a fun year so i yeah. think you're you're talking everybody's like oh it's like one bad year and he bounces no we're not saying that but if you look at his career i mean this is one of the longest tenured jobs he's ever had yeah. might be the it's it's up there and so it's like we're, we're basing this off of the fact that he always leaves at some point and we're not saying he's just like a a guy who runs around and doesn't care about anyone but it's just like He's that kind of guy who's wired that way. And do you really think that these guys who are wired that way want to just stick in one location forever? Probably not. You know, people are always looking to advance in their careers. And I don't, I'm not saying that leaving Arkansas to go somewhere is an advancement for us. I mean, we'd never do that, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. I and mean, we're not saying that it's like, oh, you got to leave Arkansas to go have success. But I just think like guys that are like Musk are always thinking of new and unique ways to have success. And so I wouldn't be stunned if he's like, hey, I'd love to see what I could do at a West Coast job if I got the chance. Yeah, I mean, and then there's also the what Arkansas's roster is gonna Another, what yeah, he's gonna have to have do a, with don't Arkansas's have a loaded roster freshman class coming in. You're gonna have to rebuild your season. whole portal anyway. I mean, Curtis is the guy that that would know that knows recruiting more than us, and he's like, you know, minimum six is you know could max out at ten guys. Like, does he want to do that? Um, 
I don't know. That seems like a hell of a lot of work for um, for an offseason. Basically, just yeah. flip your entire roster. Right. Basically, a, a brand new brand new pack of uh, scholarship guys. Well, yeah, yeah, and it used to be such a thing where it was like. I remember when Bobby Petrino got hired at Arkansas and it was like, all right, year one's going to be this and then year two's going to be that. And like, that's just kind of how we viewed, and that's obviously football, but I just mean in any situation, you're like, oh, year one is going to be X, year two will be Y, year three will be Z. And it's like kind of that's how we view it. Nowadays with the, the transfer portal and just the way that college sports are, it's like every year is almost start from scratch for every program anyway. So I just don't think it's as daunting of a task for a coach to you know, up and leave, especially whenever you've got you know, a guy that has, has a history of, of moving every three years anyway. So it's not going to be an unusual situation for him. Well, I want to say too, like I have always felt like Arkansas has been and still is one of the best jobs in college basketball. Now I'm, I'm not easily, I'm not stupid to think, Oh, well it goes Arkansas, then Kansas, then, then North. No. But if you ask me, I say Arkansas is at minimum a top 15 job in college basketball. I truly believe that. And the reason I believe that is not just because, you know, it's a biased thing, but if you think about the amount of support you get in basketball, like Bud Walton Arena is an awesome place. You have a state-of-the-art facility, and with renovations coming to Bud Walton Arena, mind you, was it a $33 million project that they've been putting together and, and looking to renovate Bud Walton Arena? You have that. You have a fan base that is rabid about basketball. Like, Arkansas loves everything Razorbacks, but when it comes to basketball, that is what they show out for. You have an in-state group of talent each and every year where if you don't have a five-star player coming out of this state, it's a down year. I mean, just think about not only the guys that play at Arkansas and that stay in Arkansas, but even the guys that may end up going like a Moses Moody. I mean, that guy, would, you know, think about the talent that he is and has been. And think about Bobby Portis and Daniel Gafford, just all these guys that are in the NBA that came from the state of Arkansas. You, you're going to get a, a great pay for staying as the coach. You're, you're going to have all of these amenities that a lot of other schools don't have, wish that they did have, or have been constantly trying to work to get to that point, and they still have yet to do it. Arkansas is still an incredible job. And so that, to me, is why Arkansas is still in a position to where if they really wanted to get after, if they really wanted it, let me put it this way. If Musk left, they're still going to have a bunch of high-quality coaches wanting this job. I don't want Must to leave. But if he did, it's not like, oh, crap. Like, it's not like a Lane Kiffin Ole Miss thing where it's like, oh, no. Like, it's not the coach making the school, even though Must is a great coach, but the coach in the school here at Arkansas fit. And it's a thing that can keep going. But if Must decides to leave, Arkansas is still going to be in a position to where they can hire a high-quality coach. You know how I know that? It's because they hired Muss just five years ago, who is a high-quality coach who was dying to have this job and he got it and he's done a great job. Well, and John, you asked like, why would must leave and all that? I'm sure that Ole Miss basketball fans are going to be asking themselves, Oh, wait, why, why would Chris Beard leave? And it's like, uh, no, no, <laughs> duh. He's going to leave. A little, like, different. Yeah, little different. It's a little different, but I'm just saying like, we always, everyone who's a fan of whatever team it is, they're like, why would this coach not want to coach my team? And it's like, there's always reasons. There's always, it's, it's a lot harder to talk yourself into staying at a place. If you really think about it through that lens and, Believe it or not, a lot of these coaches view it through that lens. And so it's like, like you said, to your point, I think it's going to be that way for a lot of coaches where they're going to look at that Arkansas job and they're like, why would I not go there? You know, I think Chris Beard would be on that list. I think uh, Clubber Tang, he would probably be on that list. I think he's, you know, I think there's it's a plenty of guys. Banger start to the You could talk list. yourself into a lot of guys who, I, you know, you could make the very easy argument 
Arkansas is a better job than where they're at, and they would have a hard time saying no. Yeah, um, and I think Chris Beard is eventually going to want – not eventually. Eventually might be the bad word. Soon probably. He'd yeah. probably want out of there. Because, yeah. I mean, basketball at Ole Miss is probably yeah. playing third fiddle. Football, like nothing's going to top football at Ole Miss. Like, oh, yeah. And then baseball, clear second. Yeah. The most like, notable thing about Ole Miss basketball, basketball is third. that the, uh, the blindside dad played basketball there allegedly. And Marshall Henderson. That's about the thing. Yep. But, you know, to your point, though, Scotty, it's like I think some people maybe in Ole Miss's minds are like, hey, well, you know, Auburn and Bama were the same way in basketball. And look what they – when they got Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl and they got it going and those guys love it there and they stay. But even then, I feel like it's a bigger stretch than, than – because you brought up baseball and you brought up like that. It's like – I mean, you're 100 sure both of those coaches would say no to the Arkansas job definitively. We just watched Ooh. Arkansas play a what 15 and three Ole Miss yeah. team last Wednesday. I saw pad. a bunch of MTCs in that building, and that's a brand new yeah. building. Not brand new, but it's very new. Also, just have we not learned if you truly think your coach at whatever sport it is is dead set on staying at your school, you're an idiot. Like every sports fandom of all time can attest that, like. Coach is just like, unless it's a real special situation, it's very rare. So it's like, that should not be your expected outcome of this guy's going to be the head coach forever. Just stop being surprised. It can happen, and just, it might happen, just, but it's don't expect that ever. Just stop being surprised by stuff that happens right. in college sports. Yeah, it, don't be surprised stop. whenever a lot of things happen with this Arkansas yeah. basketball team. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, and it's also, too, like you bring it up, like Nick Saban even, somebody like him who stayed at Alabama was there forever. There was a time like he was close to taking that Texas job. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. There, there was a time he was close. And who knows? Maybe if one or two things went a different direction, he may have become the Texas coach. And that was a guy that was there forever and had everything he had. Well, what's wanted. LSU a top seven job in college football? Even oh, at the even time when he when he left, it was, you know, top. It might not have been as high as it was now, as it is now, but it was still one of the better jobs. And he left it for the NFL. It's like coaches leave. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. And the thing is, is looking at a place like LSU. When Nick Saban left, how did they do? I would say they did pretty well. What, one, 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 two? Yeah, they only won national two after he left. So, yeah, I mean, with two different They've only coaches. won two national championships in 15 years. Yeah, or two, with how many SEC West titles? Yeah, all that while going up against Nick Saban in Alabama for most of the time. Point is, yes, Nick Saban did leave LSU, but Nick Saban did not make LSU. Right. Like, and that's gonna, how it's going to be with Arkansas. Yeah. I'll yeah, want to reiterate. I Must don't want Must to leave. Nick Saban. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> but I don't not want Must to leave. Not the craziest comparison, honestly. I mean, it's really not. <laughs> well, it's like, I don't want Must to leave, but I I am also, maybe it's arrogance, but I'm, but if he does leave, again, I feel like Arkansas will be in a position, and I trust Hunter Yurchek for, for all reasons. It seems like he's made good hires, uh, especially because he made the Must hire. I trust in him and being able to make a great hire, and I also trust that there will be his phone ringing off the hook for some high-quality guys that'll be like, Hey, uh, where, where can I sign right now? Get me there today. Like there will be that element, and I, feel I think like that's that already their options. Yeah, yeah. And look, I agree, John. I I trust Hunter Yurchek because he's made a lot of good decisions. He's done a great job. That's one guy I do not envy in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty four. Man, he's got his work cut out for him <laughs> yes, for these does. next twelve months, dude. Dude, that sucks. Yeah. Well, what, what's <laughs> well, what's crazy is that I, I was thinking about if Musk left. You think about it that, and then say if. You know, something like like with Pittman got fired or something like that, or he retired or whatever. That would be the same exact span of when they both were hired, because yeah. I remember Musk got hired first, and then Pittman got hired that later that year. Yep, could have been. It could be the same type of time frame 
for different reasons and for different things that make it go that way. But like, it's, it's amazing how this year could be a wild and insane and then crazy year. And in the middle of all that, Arkansas winning the College World Series. I was literally just about what to say, a, I was like, like at least yeah, you're going to get that. a sandwich in there you're, between the like, two. We've, all, we've, we've referenced this sandwich thing a lot, too. But the, <laughs> what the a baseball time to national launch a content titles. company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like uh, that'd be good for us and what we're trying to do. And yeah, if there was chaos all surrounding and then a national championship sprinkled Plane in. Plane tracking would, in Omaha, baby. That's what this year's going to be That's what this company is built on. Look at God. Look at what God did. Or it can all just fall apart and the baseball team will get screwed too in football it'll it'll be a disaster that's much more likely it seems yeah it's the most arkansas thing ever yeah we're acting honest. like this is about to be a great year for us we'll, we'll see yeah well listen i'm uh i don't know where to, it's, it's gonna go it's what we have what 12 games at the sec left right we <laughs> this is another bit we love to do i know it's it just wrong. we're gonna keep guessing until one uh, time we actually get it right after this 13 with the at least with the sec tournament that's a long time actually guys. i bet it's 11 they got 11 regular 11. season games, 11 regular season games. So 12. Because they have a week off. They have two a week center. except for the week that they only yeah. have one. That's a long time, guys. Yeah. That's yeah. what, the world months? is going to be way different 10 SEC games from I now. Can't, I can't wait for February 4th when people are looking at the basketball schedule and there's like, ain't there a mid-game or a midweek game this week? I, by the way, I just like, want to. No, actually, there's not. Yeah, that is going to be funny. I just want to point out that there is a non-zero chance that the Razorbacks win like nine of their next 10 games and then. We look back and we're like, remember when everybody was throwing accusations about uh, the player's sexuality and saying Musk needed to leave? And we'll we'll be like looking back at this and be like, remember how stupid we were? I look back at how stupid I am most of the When seasons. I say non-zero, I mean like a little bit more than zero, like 1%. Is that an Oppenheimer though. quote? Is that, was that that from? Huh? Non-zero. Where is a that A non-zero chance? It just means nothing. It just means more than zero. I'm no, well, I never heard it put that way. You I'm pulled that from anywhere Radio speaking in particular? No, it's, it's just a word. Non-zero. You're supposed to know just what it means. Like his vernacular. I, don't, words, I don't know what it means. Words mean things, so whenever I say them, you're supposed to know what they mean. <laughs> Obviously, you never listen to me because my words mean nothing. Because I'm always well, wrong on Big it. picture, I don't mean anything. I just mean, but the words yeah. I do say, they do have a little bit of meaning. Yeah, No, I, and I get that. It's like, you know, who, who knows what to expect the rest of this year. Like, I can't wait to watch it. I don't even know I mean. what to expect, expect tomorrow, bro. Uh, yeah. I no, no all I know is Connor no Vanover is going to be going toe-to-toe with the Hogs tomorrow, and I can't wait to watch that, too. What's his stat line tomorrow, Vanover? What's his career high? I mean, he's got it. That's pushing uh, I think he 20s. hit it against Mississippi Valley State. I, I say he, hits like, he gets like 13 points on like four threes, and then he gets a free throw because he got an and one on it. Yeah, a little four-point play uh, action. Yeah, four-point play action. Speaking of the four-point play. <laughs> what? Coming to our shorts feed tomorrow, John Neighbors, I think, Connor ran over four-point play. <laughs> <laughs> me and Curtis, Curtis just published our uh, the four-point play that me and him did, kind of going over <laughs> our keys and what we're looking for in See, uh, it's not Arkansas, too late. Go Missouri. It and put Connor ran over four-point play in there. I don't even know if we mentioned Vanover's name. I was told by a very good source, as in the head coach, Dennis Gates of Missouri, that he, it's like having a seven-foot-five point guard, so... I think that that's pretty oh, much mercy. how we expect him to play tomorrow night. Too bad Trevin's not going to play, so we couldn't have the like oversized point guards go at it. Trevin versus Vanover against their former schools. Yeah, that's what? how you draw in ratings. That that is what James Naismith died for. Was that? <laughs> it was for Trevin Brazil versus somebody play? Said like, let's, let's ask that. Is Brazil <laughs> even going to play tomorrow? No, I don't think zero he is. chance. I think I I mean, they said he so. wasn't close uh, Saturday, right? And on Eric on his radio show Monday night said TB did not practice Monday. So he wasn't close to playing Saturday, not going to wake up on Sunday, feel like 
Yeah, I think no, I'm, I'm all right. Didn't do anything Monday, today, travel day. I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Which I'm kind of like, as we talked about yesterday, I'm kind of happy. I'm okay with that because we don't need to give them any extra energy. How did Missouri get worse, though? Like, I'm not, because listen, I'm not saying Arkansas is good. Trust me. I'm not, this is honestly me for once not talking trash about Missouri. But they're not good at all. Yeah, and I was yeah. expecting them because where, where were they picked? I, I know that they were picked like ninth. Something like that, and I remember all those Missouri fans just watch us. Yeah, watch was, us was it South Carolina that was picked last? Dead last, yeah. yeah. Look at him now. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, Lamont know. Paris was uh, yeah. yeah, he was on his high horse at, at Media Days. He, he yeah, him and Brett Bielma had something right. in common at Media Days when they came. Both of them said, pick us last and watch, watch what happens. Missouri the only difference was, was, was that Bielma actually finished last. Missouri was picked to finish ninth. Yeah, ninth. Okay, I mean, ninth. So, but I remember Missouri fans were upset. 14th. 13, 12. And they've yet to win an SEC game. It's five so. teams beneath them. Yeah. That's, right. that's crazy. Arkansas, yeah. right? Arkansas is picked to finish third. They're sitting 12th right now. But if we are going to want to make fun of Missouri, which I do want to make fun of Missouri, uh, it is kind of funny that this is like the most chaotic, most horrible Arkansas season of all time. Like, you know, families are going to be broken up over this. Divorces will happen. And like, it's still going to end up being a better season than Missouri season. Well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. That's, that's. <laughs> What Don't it comes say, down about to. say say that after the game. It'd be a real shame if they were to be. I was team. trying to come up with a headline for the four point play, and I came up with, "Please, dear yeah. God, just beat Missouri Please, for real." Like Mus, I know we've been talking, you know, we've been speculating on your job, and that's kind of messed up. But do us one more solid, beat Missouri. Like, come on. I mean, if you look at it, you look at the remaining road games they have. This is their absolute one hundred percent best chance to win a road game, because <laughs> the rest of them are like LSU. Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Alabama, Kentucky. That's I see nothing you better, you, knows. you better get one tonight or tomorrow night is, if you're going to get one. Isn't it in Missouri like the team that I think they've only been to like three Elite Eights in their history and like one was in the 50s and then one was Mike in, Anderson. I mean, in Norm Stewart and Mike Anderson. One of them was got, one gun of them got vacated by the NCAA <laughs> under Norm Stewart and the other one was uh, Mike Anderson. So. Hey, yeah. I, have a, I have a great comment. Yeah, let's get to some John. of these comments, folks. Nobody yeah, has get... brought this up. People famously have not talked about Gus Arginal this season. Wow. Life on Earth, have you just been not listening to the programs? That you're telling on yourself because we talk about Gus Arginal about Dude, every, we, we every program. We've mentioned show. Gus Arginal so much. <laughs> so much we've missed Gus Arginal. Like, or talked about it and how much People we talked about talked him being about missed. The World Trade Center fell on the on September 11, 2001. People let's not start often a forget. Let's not start a political war here. Let's not get to that point. People uh, forget, John. They yeah. forget. Gus, Gus's name is brought up like every time we do a live stream. Yeah. I'm sick of talking about Gus. If he, if you're listening, Gus, we're done. We're cutting you off. Yeah. Uh, Ice Cold Mint Julep says, new pro hogs to be doing well. That should help him with recruiting if he stays. It should. Yeah, and, it should. But it also will also help him in recruiting wherever he goes. Like, you think he's not? You think if he's the head coach at USC next year, he's not going to cite Moses Moody? Did you see that clip of Anthony Black? Blocking a Bradley Beal shot so hard today. Bradley Black, Beal took his mask off. By the way, I'm ice cold mint julep. We're just going to take this as a chance to prop up the Pro Hogs. Ricky Council had a cool dunk last he night. Yeah, two cool dunks uh, last night. I want to, John, you want to know this? You ready for the most obscure Nick Smith Jr. stat of all time? I have never been more ready <laughs> so for ready anything for in my life. Everybody listen close. He has 10 games this year where he has made at least two threes and shot 50% or better from three. That is tied for first among NBA rookies with Jordan Hawkins. Ten right. games, two wow. threes, fifty percent from three. Nobody has done that as a rookie more than Nick Smith Jr. this year. Jordan Hawkins also being the other guy to do that is just like UConn not letting yeah. you forget about it from last 
Last also, year. Uh, also, shout out to Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. for having flawless jumpers as soon as they leave Arkansas. Isn't that amazing <laughs> how that works? Anthony Black is shooting 38.1% from three. In, I feel uh, like even Magic. Jordan Walsh's shot's much better. Uh, yeah, he, he had I mean, a He's the best rebounder game. in the history of basketball. Yeah, per, so these guys yeah, are just... Per capita? The numbers. Burning it, yeah, tearing per, it up. Per capita. Per capita. Yeah. <laughs> the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I mean the first time I watched AB in like a preseason game, the thing you notice is it's the ball, like his wrist does more. It does this like before he shoots and then he does this after. When he got here, it was just, yeah. it almost felt like he was just, you know, Pushing just it willing bit. it to the rim yeah, instead was, of just shooting I think he went thing. four for four last night from three. I think he had 20 yeah. points he's a good, in he's Dallas. He's a good piece on a good Magic he was team. Back, uh, he was back near his hometown and started cooking. I love it. Uh, Vitz for me says uh, Louisville is the only legitimate possibility I see at this moment. Has USC even cared about basketball? Not only have do Since they OJ care about Mayo. basketball, USC is extremely, I feel like, uh, they're, they're about to fire their coach, I would imagine. So we're about to find out how much infield, they care. infield, isn't it? And he's still there. Yeah. Wow. And I, th I think he hates them and they hate him. I think it's great a great situation to walk into. Yeah. Hey, so I he think, gets, hey, he must get to be a part of the Big Ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> to play against Michigan and Ohio State. And uh, we were actually talking about USC basketball. Uh, we pulled up the box score from whenever Arkansas played against Swaggy P and Taj Gibson in the NCAA tournament Ooh. back in the day. They lost 77 to 60. Steph Welsh is a friend of the program, 0 for 5 in that game. We got to have a better outing from Steph Welsh. Yeah, got to do better than that. You got to do. You got to when Nicky when when Nick Young is on the other side, you got to you got to step up. David Chamber just said, "Hey John, I wanted to say that I love what you do, man. I watch you every day in my work truck. LOL, you're the real, real, real deal, dude. Go Hawks!" Because I just wanted to. Uh, he skipped myself through all up. the hate comments. To yeah, find that exactly. One. <laughs> I had to sift through all of those. I had to find that one. See, people do like me, folks. There are people <laughs> that exist that do like me. Uh, Blake says Missouri's having a whiteout game tomorrow. Why? I didn't know that. Are they? I didn't know that. But I mean, I'll take his word for it. Well, let me tell you something about these wideout games, folks. Not always is it about the opponent you're playing, but it's about marketing. In a lot of cases, like a place like Missouri, they can't get people into this into this arena anyways. So they do it during the midweek games to be like, hey, uh, let's make it extra special. You know, like, like sometimes you'll do a wideout because it looks cool for the pictures. But other cases, you're doing it just because you're trying to get people into the door. That's what uh, that's what's really about. Hey, Silent Age 8, if you want to hear about the Arkansas women's teams who are playing well, go listen to the latest episode of the Natty State Six Pack. Curtis and I actually did discuss all of said teams you just mentioned. Actually, we didn't talk about volleyball. But we did talk about gymnastics and women's basketball. Gymnastics, I, I actually just got a email about Arkansas's softball team, I think. I, let me see well, if I can find it. track also is now, women's track, I believe, is number one in the country, yeah. which like isn't a stunning thing, but I think they like just boomed up there. Uh Arkansas softball, number 16 in the USA Today slash NFC coaches. That seems pole. a little Too low. low. Yeah. Too low. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Screw see what I, I saw Courtney Diefel at the basketball game the other day. She was locked in. Locked in. Yep. I saw her at a, uh, I went to like a very small theater performance. There was like maybe 27 people in the crowd, but uh, my girlfriend's friend was in it. And so we went watching. Courtney Diefel was there. Like me, her, and like 25 other people were well, at this. What was the play? I, it was called. It was like an original play. Like it was like a, the lo, one of the local like theater companies did. It, it was called the Golden Record. Was the name of it. Uh, but anyway, right. besides the point, uh, <laughs> gymnastics. They're playing Livy Livy Dunn this weekend. I say they're playing. They have a match against Livy Dunn this weekend. Yeah, in not Rouge. LSU. Livy Dunn. Yes, at LSU. No, no, no. Just that's what. That's oh. the only thing that everyone ever <laughs> yeah, cares about. It's like no one cares about LSU. Livy it's Livy Dunn. It's Livy Dunn. Uh, and and Kim Mulkey, who we can you know we can get into later. Yeah, if Arkansas is, bring that beats up. LSU and. Gymnastics are they the drip queen, drip king? Yeah, sure. That's how that works, right? I, uh, I believe there is, that is written somewhere. I wonder if Baby Gronk will be there to support. 
<laughs> support his girl. Uh, that's Arkansas I got a DM from that guy. Rises up. Chad, I got a DM from that guy. Chad Wilson, Wilson I got to be honest with you. Bring I don't think so. Right? The answer if, yeah, to this question? We've got to read the question, Andrew, for those I listening mean, and not watching. Uh, he if says Musk if, does leave, does, do you see anyone on the staff as a permanent option? If not, they would all need to be gone. No. Yeah, no, I really, I mean, Keith Smart is the only guy you can make a case for. And, you know, we talked about him off air earlier. I do not think he is looking to be the head coach of the Arkansas. I think I think he's, uh, you know, he's had some health, health thing. I think he's probably not a serious candidate if, if the job came open. Uh, and that's not a knock on him. I just don't think. I mean, you have to think about it, right? Like, who's been with Eric everywhere he's been? You know, I guess say everywhere he's been. It's just Nevada and Arkansas. He's been a head coach. <laughs> All over in, the world. In college. But Ruta's been there. Michael's been there. So you can probably rule those guys out because they they're going probably wherever he is. Well, and also, you know? neither, you know, I mean, like, and I love Brewer, but, like, Brewer right now is not a, a head coach in the SEC candidate, I wouldn't say. What about our boy Riley? Riley Hall? Yeah. <laughs> Riley Hall. Riley Hall. Riley Hall head coach. I could dig it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah, let's get well, his PR team would have to put out a statement <laughs> after his assault. As long as he doesn't physically year. assault any of those big J journalists out there with their cell phone by taking it and ripping it in half and throwing it on the ground, that's violence against the media. I think if there's odds on next Arkansas head coach, we I, I'm gonna, I might sprinkle a little Riley Hall at like 250 to 1. I mean, that deal last year at the SEC tournament was just the we want to be mad so about stupid. something oh, for 24 hours we, thing we I've do ever stand, seen. We unironically do stand with Riley Hall 100%, in this context, like 100%. 100%. And I, my favorite thing about that is that encompasses exactly what social media is because one day later, everyone forgot about it and didn't care. Like most people don't even know about Riley Hall. Since we're ignoring hate and we're only propping up the good comments, we got to point out that Andrew should be the coach. The coach streets are talking. Coach of what? The coach. Just yeah, the coach. I'm, they just, just call coach. me just coach. coach Andrew. Coach Ellis. Natty just State coach. Sports lasts about two and a half months, and then we just go coach college basketball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably I mean, make more money. That well, way. I mean, like, that's the thing about I mean, this we're, company we're is good the, at limit, scouting the players. limits. There are none. We can do whatever we want. I could be content creator slash head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Like, these are things that are on the table. Yeah, because Cubby's over here saying you give beer to blank check. I mean, sure. I know that's it's. Easy to say, but it's true. It's like somebody like Chris Beard, you would be 100% going for it. <laughs> Chad, Chad, they're great. I don't know. I think we got we to gotta gauge his interest for sure. I mean, if, I think if, Riley could Beard, talk him into it for sure. Beard be come to be Riley Hall's assistant. Beard really likes the the restaurants in Little Rock. So I think if we let him know that Flyway is moving to Fayetteville, he might, we might can entice him a little bit. See, uh, yeah. this is something that's uh, random, but Hayden wants to know, can we all quickly state our pro team allegiances so I can pick a favorite Natty State sports member? So, by the way, well, I don't know if you know Andrews. Well, it's funny story about this. I tried to wear that shirt, which Curtis also wore today. I oh, thought oh, when my I grabbed state, this, my red natty state. When I was getting dressed this morning, I grabbed this shirt thinking it was that shirt. Well, that's what put you put it did. on, and then I put a hoodie on over it. And then when I took it off, I was like, "Oh, repping the it. Texans today." But uh, Andrew, I'm all Houston, Houston. sports teams for uh, Rockets, big Rockets guy. I like the Rockets, uh, who were you know a little bit of a, they did beat the Lakers last night, but they're in a little bit of a transition. But the Rockets. The Rockets were one of the Astros. I went and uh, saw Game Six of the World Series or the ALCS this year on a whim. That was fun, even though yeah. they lost. But yeah, I used to be a baseball fan. I liked the Cardinals, uh, NFL team. Just whoever I'm siding with on Saracens, probably the, <laughs> the, winning me the money. team I'm pulling for. And then, I cheer for pro players a lot more than I do yeah. individuals. To I mean teams for like honestly like the Rockets. I love, but like. If they played LeBron in the finals, I'd be like, oh, LeBron. You know, like yeah. LeBron was the first athlete I ever liked. So it's like, I want him to win over. Pro basketball, anything. it's, I mean, 
I'm a Phoenix Suns guy going back to the Steve Nash seven seconds or less days. Steve Nash was my guy growing up. He's one of the reasons I like started liking basketball. Um, Shout out to and Canada. then like if we there's a if there. there's a a college team that I like to pull for, it's Villanova. It weird as that is, it's Villanova. I just love that love that program. Yeah. Well, I'll say that my pro teams football wise is the New York Jets. The goddamn Jets. Here's the thing. I you know you can never accuse me of being a bandwagon fan, of being a Jets fan. But again, everyone make your jokes, but just remember, just less than 15 years ago, this team went to back-to-back AFC title games. It's better than what most of your teams have done. So, anyway, Mark Sanchez, Jets fan. I, I am a casual Celtics fan. And the reason being is because Joe Johnson was like my favorite college basketball player growing up. And when he got drafted by the Celtics, I loved him. Also color green. And then my baseball, I don't know if I have a baseball team, so I'm not going to even try to pretend that I do. But... We'll say I was a huge Manny Ramirez fan. Ooh. I loved him at the Red Sox and the Dodgers. So as much as that may sound stupid, I like to see the Red Sox and the Dodgers be good. Yeah. That's, my, that's my, about it. I think my favorite baseball player growing up was uh, one day it would be Sammy Sosa. The next day it would be Derek Jeter. And Thank I liked Sammy Sosa for the home run trot, like after or like the hop after he smashed one. Yeah. Uh, and then Derek Jeter because – I would see him. He would turn double plays like a four six three. Um, take that, ba- people that say I don't know baseball. Yeah. Four six three, and he catches the ball and he jumps in the air off second base, fires to first. That was electric. Because wasn't it with, with Manny Ramirez? He had the he, when he'd hit, he'd almost like just just like the hands drop the just, bat immediately. Just drop immediately. I was like, I always thought that was cool. Manny My being favorite Manny. Manny play was whenever he like caught the ball and then like ran up the wall, high five the fan, and then still got the dude out. <laughs> it was a second or third or whatever it was. Double the guy off. Manny was Manny was awesome. Those Red Sox teams, like those were nasty. They, they were just they were just fun. Like I like Boston sports. Honestly, I've just always kind of I, I I'm not a Boston sports fan, but I've always kind of admired the Boston teams for whatever reason. They do things like they just went every sport. My like dad, won. my dad, like he's not a Patriots fan, but he just respected Tom Brady so much that he just like kind of that's football like I remember right he, there. Yeah, like he just got. I remember one time he got like a Patriots starter jacket. He's like, I just that Tom Brady man. Well, I'll say this, like, as a Jets fan, I hated Tom Brady, obviously. I can imagine. But I grew to respect him and to where I actually like him. It's kind of the same yeah. thing with Kobe Bryant. I, I hated Kobe Bryant. everybody kind of went through that process. Hated Kobe Bryant. But, like, overall, it's like, man, I can't even hate you. <laughs> like, yeah. you're just so good. It's like I couldn't even do it. But oh yeah, uh, it's the same thing. Uh, let's see. Joshua says, you can only have one. Petrino at OC or Muss? I'm choosing Bobby. No. Dude, Muss, Muss a billion 100%. times out of a billion. Not what are question. you talking about, Josh? Man, Josh, I get it. I'm a huge Petrino guy. Yo, what? Big, big Bobby P guy. <laughs> the OC over the basketball head coach? No, 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 no. no. Give what? me Muss every day, twice on Sundays. Dude, Even if could, it was Bobby as the head coach, I'm still taking Muss. You could give me Joe Craddock at OC as long as Muss is staying, man. I'd... <laughs> I'd, I'd take Joe Craddock a head coach before Muss, it, Muss leaves. Oh, but obviously Muss is probably gone, so we could probably prepare for it. So I'll change my answer in June whenever Muss is out, and I'll be like, oh, Petrino for sure. Mm, but yeah, totally. Josh, what are we talking about, man? Yeah, I don't I don't know what... Uh, Unless you're just making the caveat of, like, you just care about football and don't care about basketball, which, like, I can get I, it. Yeah, you know, if that's your point of view, it. cool, but, like... I can respect it. Uh, and I'm sure, like, there's Arkansas fans that, like, as long as football's good, they're yeah. cool. But, like, basketball and... You know, yeah. baseball don't have to be good as long as football is. They're fine. Yeah. But I mean, and like you're more than entitled to feel that. I mean, we're not here to tell you like which teams you should care about more. Like, do whatever you got to do. But here in my house, we will we will cheer on whoever. We 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 don't we don't discriminate. 
Thought you were about man, to get like biblical on me. No. <laughs> Though you're like, that's, you know, of course. As you, for me and my house. We yes. will serve the Lord. Yeah. So we I thought will, I was going to we, we will serve we the will baseball call gods. The hogs yeah. We're going to call the hogs and in Omaha and Phoenix and in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, also, clearly, people don't understand. This comes from RA. People don't un- understand Mus is from San Diego. He is passionate about the West Coast. Correct. So, very passionate yeah, about the West he's Coast. He's very passionate yeah. about the West Coast. And also, Lion says, is Mus main reason for leaving because the season was so bad or is it because he wants to go to the west coast no well you're not leaving officially folks so let's just yeah, make sure that we're clear on that this and is I just from the speculation that's going around as you know as much as i say Mus is always thinking about the next thing i don't think that's the case in the moments i think he lives and dies with every moment at any time he's able to think towards the future he is but i think he's uh he, he's not the kind of guy who would just mail in a whole season no. Now, you could make an argument down the stretch if he really is the talks heat up and he maybe he mails in a little bit. That happens, and that's just human nature. Musk would not just punt on a whole season of his career, a season of his prime while he's still kicking. Nah, I don't think that that's – I don't buy that, but a real basketball guy like Scotty could correct me if he, if he disagrees. No. Do not disagree. Okay. And also, Alex says, so three weeks ago he's not leaving. Now he's leaving GTFO. Okay. Well, that's how the world works a little bit, you know, like, well, last Thanks. year he was here. And I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, and look, we're not saying he's leaving, uh, but I don't know. Things like, change, right? Yeah, things do change. See, like three weeks ago, the world was very thing, different. Folks. Three like, weeks ago, Devo was on the team. TV three was... weeks ago, like I said, and, and like I just said earlier, Arkansas could win nine of 10. And then in that case, we'll be like, oh, well, three weeks ago, he was, he was supposed to leave. Like, yeah, things are always subject to change. Well, see, and that's my whole thing in this is like, we're, again, reiterating the point. We're not saying he's leaving. But there has been speculation. There has been rumor. There's been a lot of talk about it. So that's why we're talking about it. But if he decides to leave, then you you know it's going to be a discussion point. But I just don't understand how knowing college sports, especially and how they are, and the ever changing of college sports, guys. In the past four years, college sports as I know it, and as we all know it, has been put up on its head. Yeah. With NIL and transfer portal things alone, like. If you would have told me four years ago, and conference realignment, by goodness, like four years ago, if I said, looking at today, where it's at then, it would blow people's pants off. They'd be like, no way. But that's what's happened. It's the same thing when it comes to all of these things that go on with coaches, especially. Things change. It's as simple as that. Things change. Yeah. Well, and that's why I would recommend just like, Again, we're not saying definitively he's leaving. We're not saying definitively he's staying. I know that's like not what people want to hear. I don't think anybody should be living and dying as like, oh, it's guaranteed to happen one way or the other. Like everything is subject to change, like you said. We'll also, uh, Gooch, uh, Gooch says, how good would must be in the portal if he didn't have to worry about preparing for the NCAA tournament games? Hey, Arkansas gets question. bounced early in uh, in baseball, and all of a sudden they get a tremendous portal class. I'm after... just saying, listen, the LSU thing, there might be, you know, because they didn't make the right. tournament, and they got a pretty good class the year before that and won it. So is, is there we truth? T- we're do taking want, the bait here. We'll, do you want to, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah, you want to either win the championship or not go at all? So that way you can prepare to get to the championship the next Dude, you've year. Dude, been, you've been put on this pedestal to be Arkansas's next basketball coach, and you need to run for office, Yeah, what is apparently. this? Who, who are these people that keep coming? Like, is this your family? No, nah, believe it or not. So, like, my, my buddies every now and then will comment something funny, but, like, I haven't seen one of that one of those in a real life. These are real human beings. Their vote counts the same as yours and mine. I don't think it's a really a compliment for someone to say you need to run for office these days. 
Yeah, no, yeah. Paul, yeah. I don't, mean, I don't that means I have scumbag to energy, like, and he's like, that guy I, could work well. Hey, in the, being a coach, okay, but yeah, you should run for office. Like, eh. This guy could thrive in the dirtiest, grimiest business of <laughs> all time. This guy could lie a scumbags. lot. Yeah, he could, he could screw over innocent people and steal people their money. All people fine, yeah. <laughs> this he, guy he seems like right the in. type that could do that. Hey, I appreciate you, Travis. I don't know why it reminded me of that Shane Gillis bit. He said, it's a very big room. I walked into this room and said, wow, it's a big room. Yep, I could see, I could see Andrew. Uh, Branson with a great comment here, by the way. They've been ticketing us like it's hot lately, man. Did you guys get ticketed again? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get ticketed yet today, or at least not whenever I so went down for lunch. How many times have you been lunch. ticketed? Once. I have a ticket right here, John. Is that the only one you've gotten? I've got, uh, I've got two in my backpack. No, I've backpack. got two. I got I two. lost one, so I don't know if there's Ooh, a way to track that down. What hmm. happens if you lose them? Yeah, you probably just go to jail forever. I bet you could probably put your plate number in. I hope you look good in orange. I hope you look good in orange there, Andrew. Dude, that was so funny. From Jeff Goodman, I hope you look good in orange. And it was like, uh, whose recruiting strategy was it? Is it Jim Beheim? Jim Beheim's recruiting strategy. How do you look in orange? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Holly, I was. Anyways, yeah. But okay, uh, hey, let's talk about, though. What you talked, you mentioned earlier the perception of Muss and like kind of what it is. How would it be if he lo- if he left? I for for me, it's not going to change a whole lot just because you know for all the reasons I said earlier, it kind of makes sense. You know, he had a good run at Arkansas, and I feel like he's looking for something new. I wouldn't hold it against him forever, but I know a lot of people would. So, uh, what do y'all think? Y'all think it's going to be just an absolute? Disaster? I mean, there would be there would be some people that are just you know beside themselves because they can't think past like this year or you know the tough moments even last year but um i think the guy you know if he leaves deserves a hell of a lot of credit for um you know mike anderson did a good job getting arkansas to where it was but it clearly needed to be in different hands to take the next step to gain um Mm -hmm. consistent national relevance and eric did that i mean he had a chance to put arkansas on the map like mid-year one and they just swung and missed but people knew you know because of the talent that or what he could do with the talent he had and then you know he can go get talent too um sometimes you miss on sometimes you miss on guys it's just it's the the nature of the game um but he got arkansas to a place that you know i i I don't know that i could say i imagined it would be like i'd i'd be lying if i said um i thought i would ever cover an elite eight game in person or two yeah Two elite two eight game. games. Yeah, two elite eight games. Like, I I don't know that I thought he'd do that, but he did it in short order. Did yeah. you think he'd cover Greensboro beating Arkansas in Bud Walton Arena? Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like that seemed I mean, like those, it was pretty weird. I mean, the thing <laughs> yes. is, like, no matter where you get your program to, those games are those kinds of games are yeah. going to happen. I watched Arkansas get app stated in back in when it was all. I was at Arena. that game too. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, I was sitting right in front of. I was at the game with. It was just me and my dad. And there was a guy right behind me. Um, he was just on Gary Irvin, just off something bad. And he said, "Hey, is really quiet because App State's icing the game at the free throw line." He said, "Hey, Gary Irvin, look at the free throw line. That's what a real point guard looks like." Everybody in the building heard Fried it. Fried him. Yeah, I mean, you have those. I mean, you have those games that just so yes. happened that the one this year, yeah, you know, was Shout the was Gary a giant Irvin just red wanted flag. to tune into the broadcast, and he's like, "Why am I catching straight? <laughs> yeah. What's going like, on?" <laughs> and well, and to go to your back to your question, Andrew, um, I think it also depends on how he leaves, if he leaves, of how Razorback fans will feel. If there ends up being a situation coming out and like a story comes out of all that of like craziness and involvement and like something, maybe that was like out of his 
breach or at least out of his control or maybe there could be something to where it happens or maybe if he's very gracious about it in the way he leaves but if it's something to where he's in a bad mood and kind of just saying i ain't talking about it, i ain't talking about it and then just does the old irish goodbye leaves in the middle of the night doesn't say anything and he's at he's you know at louisville or wherever then that's going to cause a lot of animosity because listen it's a new it's a very new thing as we talked about it coaches don't leave arkansas i know it's stupid to think but they don't leave arkansas they just don't and when they have success they stay or they get on a motorcycle and get in a wreck like that's just yeah. how it is and so it would be a foreign thing for people yeah. and i can imagine you know dave van horn like i know it's he's different because he has hey, connections whoa, but whoa, whoa. but i'm just saying like imagine if dave van horn had left though 10 15 years ago it'd be like oh okay well you know this has happened to us before it sucks whatever but it hasn't like you know same thing with richard no richardson didn't even move after he got fired he stayed in fayetteville so again it's about how it goes how it's handled and also i think you guys can agree this who replaces him because if, yeah. if if they end up getting like if must leaves and they get chris beard people are gonna be like okay well must hey yeah, we appreciate we appreciate uh we're all in on beard now yeah. But if you go and get another John Pelfrey, then people are going to be like, oh, God, yeah, yeah, you suck, man. You left us hanging out to dry. I just I just hope if Eric leaves, he shoots a text or a call and just, you know, just let me know the last four or five years were real. Yeah. I still hope I, like I get that. invited to this Halloween party. In I think Louisville. me and Curtis talked about that last night. Just, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, shoot I'll, a text. We'll make the trek to Louisville and go cover that. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. I mean, think about Mike Anderson. Like, the reason it's – now that the, the situation we've been removed from it for a while, I feel like most Hog fans view him pretty positively, right? Because I think when you look back on it, you're like, all right, he had his, he did what he did for the program, natural stepping off point, and then Musk kind of took it up a notch, like we mentioned earlier. So I think if, you know, Chris Beard does the exact same thing, might not be right away, might take three or four years and maybe a Final Four or two, but I think fans would kind of look back and be like, you know what, appreciate what Musk did. You know, that was a fun time and yeah. it kind of launched us into this new era, but, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see just what the re I've, I've seen I've seen like twelve people in the comments say if they get beard like they'll be fine. So it's like I think I yeah, think it I think will so. be. It won't so. take long for Arkansas fans to talk themselves into it. Yeah. They might just lie at first and be like, "Oh, we didn't even like most anyway." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it could end up being that way. But uh, I tell you what, I know Scotty's got to go over there and record his pot at the palace. So yeah. uh, we're gonna leave him. Yeah, Curtis got some things to say. So if y'all want to tune yeah. in tomorrow morning. Do it. In tomorrow Curtis morning. is locked in over be, there. Yeah, Kurt, Curtis told us to uh, F off, and that's why he's not on the show today. So, <laughs> uh, But that's okay. We'll let him uh, stay busy. But, yeah, you got to be listening for that. But, folks, I want to remind everybody that here on the John Neighbor Show, we're brought to you by Alumni Hall here in Fayetteville. It's conveniently located right there on North College Avenue at 3417. And also, they have a website that you can go to. It's actually our website, nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall. When you go to that website, you can get all of the apparel options that you can possibly choose from, especially when it comes to baseball season coming up. They have the hats. You know what hats I'm talking about. The hats that you go to all these stores and you can never find. The hats you go online for and you can never find. Those legitimate Razorback baseball hats, they have them right now at Alumni Hall, so you better get on it because they're not going to be around for very long. So go to nattystatesports.com slash alumni hall and check out all the great apparel. And when you go in there in store too here in Fayetteville, you're going to have everything that you could possibly imagine when it comes to all things Razorbacks. Odds are if it, they don't have it, it doesn't exist. So check them out today. They have the nicest apparel that you'll ever find. Columbia, Nike, as well as Southern Tide, Peter Millar, they have it all. So check them out today of all shapes and sizes for men, women, children, and even pets. Check out Alumni Hall today or visit the website at natistatesports.com slash 
Alumni Hall. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get to more of your comments and more of the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. So stay with us. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's take my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbors Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. And welcome back into the John Neighbors Show. Appreciate everybody watching in and listening in here as we are live from Natty State Sports Studios where we're having a lot of fun. We've been talking about Eric Musselman and the chances of him leaving, which I'm sure is completely and totally fine and people have been pretty rational about it and everything. So it's really uh, working out for the best. But either way, I am your host, John Neighbors, and also we have uh, Andrew Ellis over there as well. So what's up, Andrew? Just me again. Yeah, just you. It's okay. You know, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it means that the next 53 minutes are going to be bizarre and weird, and we're going to rely on you guys. So hit, hit us hit us with the weird comments. I see we've got a Louisville fan in the chat. Do we really? Oh, what yeah. does the Louisville fan he have said, to say? Please, let's see. I'll pull it up here. He says, please let uh, Musk come to Louisville. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's the likelihood that the Louisville that Louisville lands the Musk bus? I mean. I hope, I hope that you have a horrible day. Mr. T will <laughs> coming into the chat saying that you I wish mean, that look, it was happening. I'll say a two and a half. I don't, I don't think Louisville would be on the top of my list just because I think uh, a lot of these moves we've talked about are similar, like kind of lateral moves. Right. You know, and you could even make, if he went to USC, that'd be a little bit of a step down. But I think the West Coast is the bigger appeal. You know, we keep talking about the main thing that drives him. I, I think, I think uh, him being on the West Coast is probably the most likely outcome. But I don't know. I mean, Louisville is obviously a great program. Like I could, I could see him getting talked in. I mean, money talks. Who knows? Um, and we'll see how how bizarre and disastrous this situation gets at Arkansas. But I'm not qualified, T. Will, to to clarify on like who would win the the bidding war for Musk if it came down to it. But I think there's a good chance that uh someone not named Arkansas coach is has the services of Musselman next year. Yeah, I just I would Louisville's just not the top of my list. I'd say I it would say. be disappointed. I mean, I'd be disappointed no matter what, but I'd be really disappointed if you went to Louisville. I'm like, yeah. really? Louisville? Like, at least make it make sense because I get you're a West Coast guy. You know, USC, UCLA, something like that. It would be a lot tougher to Louisville. swallow if it were Louisville for sure. And I mean, you know, it's going to be, a you know, we love to use this term, bad taste in our mouths. Uh, it would, it's going to leave a bad taste in Hog fans' mouths regardless if he leaves, but it would feel a lot worse, I agree, if, if, uh, if he ended up at Louisville just because... For all the reasons we've said, so uh, we'll see. Pigpen says, "Stay salty, Andrew." I don't know what this is a reference to. What are you salty about? I don't know. I, I, I'm salty <laughs> I feel like a you're lot. Salty all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm salty, salty a lot, but it's usually like it's always over small stuff. But uh, I don't know. I have. Been, I feel like maybe I've been a little salty lately. Who knows? And I've been salty, but for yeah, all you the were you were reasons. very cranky that one day. I was. I was tired. Yeah, much but sleep. You got some sleep, and you've been a new man ever since then. I'm glad. Uh, you know, obviously, you're not oh, you when you haven't gotten your sleep, like the Snickers. You know, <laughs> do you like that? I do. We'll say, I think I'm on the uh, on the other end of this uh, sinus sickness congestion stuff. Almost. You think there. You're about to beat it. Hopefully, still coughing though. Yeah. Well, we support you. We're here. We're here for you. Uh, we'll make it. We'll, you know, if not. We might have y'all might be looking at if, if this if this illness worsens, John, y'all might be looking at the John Neighbors show hosted by Andrew Ellis here by the end of the week. 
<laughs> yeah, why don't you do some comments real quick while I uh, go take care of business over there, Andrew? <laughs> do what you got to do. Uh, let's see. Samuel Brooks, our guy, he wants to say, are we still doing a watch party show tomorrow during the Missouri game? You bet your bottom dollar we are, Samuel. It's uh, it's going to be a good time, so we'll see. Hopefully the team takes uh, takes care of their end of the bargain because last time the vibes got a little downtrodden. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. John Neighbors flu game. That is what is happening right now, folks. That's why you're having to look at a close-up of my face. John John is battling the conditions, but he's a trooper, and uh, we trust that he'll make it through. Let's see. Only positive about Louisville is their arena. Woo pig double zero. I have not been to the arena, but, yeah, it does seem like a very nice one. I had a buddy who uh, went to dental school there. He loved it. I don't know if that's is an arena. I mean, if, if arenas are what we're talking about, I don't think that's going to be why Arkansas loses. Is that the Papa loses. John's arena or is that their stadium is Papa John's? I think their stadium is Papa John's, but okay. I don't know. I mean, he goes to the – but, dude, Papa John used to go to Kentucky games. Do you remember that? He, like, had a – there was a weird yeah, issue where he was, yeah. like, beefing with the Louisville staff. But uh, I don't know. But I, I don't know if their arenas – I think it's their football. But Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if there's one thing that is not going to make must leave Arkansas. It's not going to be the it's arena. It's not going to be an arena. <laughs> yeah, I think I think It's not going to be good. an arena. Um by the way, I want to bring back John Neighbors flu game. Come on, Woo Pig. You're going to spell my name like that? It's in the <laughs> like title of Mike the thing that you're son. watching, my man. It's at the logos there. <laughs> my man. Come on. Also, that one's harder to spell. Like the neighbors, your neighbors is is easy. No, well, I mean, if you went to school, you know, you probably know that how neighbors are supposed to be spelled. No, but I mean like spelled. just when you're typing it, it's like uh, that, that, was, yeah. that one seems harder to type. Yeah, it is. Garrett says, can we? Can you talk about the issues with assistant coaches' coaching pool that's been talked about? I mean, we the what's, coaching pool. I don't know about what you mean about coaching pool necessarily. And what's issues with the assistants, like as far as just... I think they just mean his inability to retain assistants because they pretty much have one leave every other year. Um, you know, uh, David Patrick is one I think of who took an assistant job at Oklahoma. And look, I don't think it's because David Patrick hated Eric Musselman. I think it's just kind of... I think being an assistant coach for Eric Musselman is probably not the most fun existence one can have. Um, but well, I Andrew, whatever do you mean? But why would it not be an enjoyable? This experience? is really the only year in which I think the Mus assistant coach thing is a problem worth even talking about. It's not like this has been a consistent theme. Like he's had awesome assistants over at Arkansas. I mean, Keith Smart's, I would argue, overqualified for his job. Gus Arginal's obviously gone on to do good things. I mentioned David Patrick. Like they've had good assistants, so it's it, you know it's not like a consistent issue, but. I think yeah, you know, failure to replace some of those guys, that might be a little bit of an issue. And uh, you know, that's not a knock on anyone on the staff, but I mean you just look down the line and you know, it's a lot of guys who were inexperienced. It's not a it's not a star studded group of guys proven otherwhere other places. So I don't know. I think if Must ends up staying, that's gonna end up being a big topic of conversation of like there's gonna be changes to the coaching staff. But again, if if we're talking like Must is about to leave, then I don't even think it matters too much. Nope. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. But unfortunately though. Yeah. Uh, Lion also says, I hate how much Chance can't just be honest to us about Devo. Just let us know if he's on the team or not. Doesn't have to be super complicated. Address it and move on. I will I will defend Mus on this one for just a little bit because I don't know what Mus realistically could have done. Yeah, see, that's my thing. Like, like, to our understanding, Devo just did not show up to the game Saturday and kind of just, I don't want to, you know, Jay Billis used the term A-ball. It seemed like he just, there was not like a moment. Now, I don't know if there was a conversation he and Mus had before. So I, I don't think it's a situation where Muss kicked him off the team and then refused to comment. I think Devo didn't show up to the game Saturday. They put out the statement they put out, which was very vague, and that's kind of just what they had to say. And I think he, I think it was, it would have been tough for him to put out something definitive, especially after the game. I mean, just a couple hours after it all kind of went down, 
I don't think I know. We'll see. Maybe he has a different comment Wednesday. If if they go all season and he never comments or gives us anything definitive, then I'd be like, all right, relax. Yeah, then but it becomes weird. Just day of the game. I, I didn't expect him to say anything definitive on Devo. Okay, I wanted to bring this up too, and I know we've been talking a lot about basketball, but this is still really funny to me. Rakeem Boyd. <laughs> you guys remember Rakeem Boyd, don't you? Uh, former running back, Razorback. The dream, uh, Rakeem the dream. From Last Chance U. Oh, yeah. Is it Independence? I think. Yeah, it was Independence, yeah Independence up there with Coach Brown, JB. Oh, yeah. Uh, all the craziness. Rakeem Boyd has been someone who's been an interesting cat, a guy who could really play the game of football and had some moments, and it's feeling like he was all about Arkansas, but then he did things that weren't made it sound like, I don't know, he's been odd. Anyways, he put this up on Twitter recently. I don't know why. I guess it was today. But he says, quote, if I was a recruiter for one of these colleges, I'd be the best in the country. Okay, whatever, you know, say that, hey, say, say stuff. But after that is when he says, thank me. <laughs> Thank me for some of the big fishes I got to Arkansas, like KJ Jefferson, <laughs> Felipe Franks, which I don't know. He has a comma between yeah, Felipe like, and Felipe Franks. Franks, and then Nick Starkle. <laughs> dot 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 dot. And no notes. This is a flawless back-to-back tweet. I mean, this is this is brilliant work. I love that, John. So I guess we can't even say that Chad Morris was uh, as good at recruiting. No, apparently, apparently Rakeem. Rakeem and I love this, John, that he was like, guys, y'all need to be thanking me for my services. I brought to Arkansas one good quarterback, one pretty serviceable quarterback, and one bad quarterback. <laughs> Give me a parade. I don't, like, yeah, I'm about to say, why, I don't know why we don't have this man. <laughs> like, I mean, look, Felipe on. Franks and, and KJ Jefferson did great things for this program. I'm not knocking those guys, but it's like it's not like he's like, yeah, it's I, not I, brought like he's saying, I brought Darren McFadden, yeah, I brought Ryan, Ryan Mallett. Yeah, yeah. Like I brought the heavy hitters out. Yeah. It's like, and also, too, like, and this is nothing against Rakeem Boyd. I have nothing against yeah. Rakeem Boyd. But I actually like Rakeem. I really I do, do. too. But it's like, you can't sit there and tell me that the, those three players right there, the only reason they came to Arkansas is Rakeem Boyd. Now, or hey, because of Rakeem. Now, Nick Starkle, because Starkle, they both I'll went even to give him Felipe, because Felipe, I remember him being the host on the visit, and I remember seeing pictures of them, because I remember being excited back then as a fan. I was like, oh, yeah. The, the starting quarterback and start running back, they're buddies because, like, they were taking pictures on yeah. Felipe's visit. I'll even give him those. Well, even, yeah, because Starkle and him played, or at least were, they both were at a Texas A&M. So, right, and I get like that, that one. So that it's that like, we'll, but, even if we'll give you credit for both of those guys, we'll give you 100% credit. You know, that's like a decent recruiting cycle for like a. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Uh, again, uh, I'm not saying G5? he didn't have an impact, but you're telling me that we, have, we, we should thank him. Yeah. Not anybody else, but thank him because <laughs> like, without him, those three players would have never come to Arkansas. Like, Rakeem, like I just have a hard time believing Rakeem, that. Rakeem, you did more for Arkansas on the field, I would argue, buddy. Like you had a great, you had a great year there. You you should talk about that. Don't talk about your uh, your recruiting acumen. Yeah. Which did he ever end up going anywhere after he left Arkansas? I don't think he did. Uh, no, he he play, he like maybe was on a training camp with the Lions, like maybe rookie mini camp or something like that. Uh, but he was tweeting. He wanted a job not too long ago. He was asking, you know, XFL looking for some a gig like that. Apparently now he's looking to get into the coaching ranks. Uh, no, just recruiting. Yeah, the, well, yeah, just recruiting. Okay, fair enough. Uh, hey, that's how that's how that's how all the greats start at, at recruiting. And uh, hey, Rakeem, see if Jason Brown, wherever he's at, see if uh, give him a ring. I'm sure he'll he's looking to get back in the game. Maybe he'll bring you on staff. You can be the running back coach, and he'll kind of teach you the ropes. I, I don't it could be it could be a good gig for him. Yeah, I just whatever. I don't understand. When he that's, that's the wagon you need to attach yourself to is Jason Brown. Wasn't, I'm sure wasn't uh, Rakeem Boy the captain of the 2020 team? First, yeah, he used to have year? a C on his uh, jersey, and then yeah, they always, did not finish the year. Because that's, that's the whole thing is uh, players that have a C on their jersey always leave Arkansas the next year. Whether it was Rakeem Boyd or 
uh, Joe Fouché or Jalen Catalan or KJ Jefferson. We got a good comment here. You also got Andrew to come to United States Sports, I hear. That's true. You and Rakeem are tight. Him and, you know, Devo also really sold me. Once I heard that Devo might come on board, I was I was sold. Yeah. Listen, we're just going to start rumors that every <laughs> single time somebody's uh has a is you know leaving for a new job or a new place, it's like oh, United States Sports is where it's going to be because uh, you know this is the place to be, folks. Like, let's be honest. We can always count on the radio guys to report it for us too. So that'll be that's nice. true. That's true. Or sales guys for that matter. So yeah, they they can really do uh, all that. But yeah, I love that. I love that tweet from Rakeem. I do too. That's so it's like good. so ridiculous. It's so on brand. You should have just lied and thrown in a few. Been like, I got Traylon Burks. Like taking credit for a couple more. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been. Uh, <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, also, another uh, little piece that we wanted to bring up is uh, about Tennessee. And uh, talking about the volunteers of Tennessee, that is. That's very bad. Yeah. So we know that Tennessee and the football program and all that get hit with some violations and whatever here recently. But the University of Tennessee, according to ESPN, uh, is under NCAA investigation for violations related to name, image, and likeness. So these are whole new can of worms that they've had. The investigation puts the volunteers in the crosshairs for potential sanctions as repeat violators. Tennessee is fresh off the NCAA ruling in the summer of 2023, to which it was charged with 18 level one, uh, level one violations and a record of $8 million. And find a record of $8 million. And the scope and breadth in the, of the current allegations, according to sources, include the potential of the, to the, for the enforcement staff to charge multiple level one and level two violations. The case revolves around activity related to the Spire Sports Group, which is Tennessee's primary NIL collective. It's pi primarily tied to football. And uh, I believe that the Tennessee uh, athletic director, they've bounced back or at least fought back a little bit, saying that the NCAA rules regarding NIL is intellectually dishonest in how they are written. Maybe. That's probably true. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but also, uh, according to other reports, too, it has to deal with that quarterback that uh, they signed the number two quarterback in the class. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, Tennessee. Still trying, you know, man. We were talking about uh, fan bases earlier where, like, if you're over here spouting and making fun of co teams for losing their coach and, like, oh, our coach would never lose or whatever, I think that also applies with – nil and cheating and all that and paying players like if you're if you want to make fun of other and like look we can all make fun of tennessee here but if you're like a, a fan over here doing the oh we we don't do that kind of stuff we're above all that don't be surprised when you read any of these you could literally sub out tennessee and put any name and i'd believe it i'd be like yeah it probably makes sense you know what i would love i would love my team to actually have an investigation yeah that's what you're trying want. Yeah, like you know, when and, Ole Miss, whenever they had the number yeah. one class with like Laquan Treadwell and all those guys, and they started getting investigated. Now, look, we all know they cheated, and I don't even remember if they got caught or not. I think they might have a they little did. bit. But it's like being being investigated. It's like when people accuse the strong guy of being on steroids, and he's like, cool, Probably. I've been, you know, that you're, that's congratulating me on being very strong. It's yeah. like, and it's, it's kind of one like, of those things. It's almost like, uh, you know, with, uh, what's his name, uh, Lance Armstrong. Yeah. You know? He's like, oh, he was doping on that. He's like, yeah, but... Everybody else was too. So our doping guy be right. your doping guy. Barry, like so. I, we, we meet on the six pack. We argued Barry Bonds, best baseball player ever, needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was on steroids, but so was everyone else, and he hit more home runs than all those guys that were on steroids. I'd say, and I'd also like to see how give steroids to everybody, and I'd love to see how you could hit seventy three yeah. home runs. We've also got we, we attracted Louisville fans. We've also attracted uh, Memphis fans. Who is uh, M Town man who has a Memphis Tiger as his logo says. Uh, he was doing a little victory lap in the comments. He said, we got caught doing some weird stuff too, but that was my point. No one does no wrong. Some just don't get caught. It's true. 
Hey, fair enough. Eddie Guerrero, I lie, I cheat and steal. Yeah. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Well, that's uh, I like the whole thing with, uh, you know, like Alabama football. Yeah. Folks, like, does anybody really think that Alabama was not doing anything? Like, they were just, you know, they yeah. got offered all this money to go elsewhere. And the same thing with, like, Auburn and Cam Newton. He got offered $180,000 to go to Mississippi State, but then he went to Auburn for free. Right. Again, same yeah, with, it's just about not getting caught. Yeah, Zion Williamson, I remember they had it like on record. There was like audio of Bill Self in Kansas offering him, I can't remember the number, but it's like he was offered this by Kansas and he didn't go there. So um, you think he just went to Duke for free? Yeah. You know, and like yeah. Duke is a private school, so they can't get those records. It's like, I, yeah, I don't. Anytime there's an offer reported or whatever, like it's so funny how often people will like reach out to me with like rumors about this stuff and every single one I'm like sure I don't know yeah, like oh, is it true that so-and-so got offered half a million I'm like yeah totally yeah, totally yeah. Oh, yeah oh yeah I was told this summer that Hagen Smith uh was gonna get 500,000 to go to LSU like, Five, it was like speaking of Hagen Smith good. who was uh just got a comment being a D1 baseball preseason All-America first team rightfully so yeah he's awesome yeah. but uh yeah I remember people were saying stuff about it. it's like all of these it's like you know, there's rumors everywhere, but it's like I could almost be talked into any of them, honestly, because everybody's doing this stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not believing anything there, too. So, uh, also, there was something else that was actually baseball related, but we've had a lot of comments. Oh, I remember someone everybody. asking about. Uh, I don't, I can't pull it up, but they they asked about if Matt Hobbs and Nate Thompson them sticking around for a while. If that's like a if that's a normal thing, and I would argue it's really not. It's not at all. It's definitely not. I mean, this is year I want to say. So Thompson came there in after Vitello. Yeah, so Vitello's so, last year was sixteen, I believe. Yes, and Thompson was seventeen. Seventeen, and then I think and Hobbs uh, came in in nineteen. Hobbs came in nineteen. Yeah, and so you're talking about nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, and now twenty four. This is their sixth straight year with the same head coach. OC and DC, basically, uh, that's a big deal. And you know, both those guys have definitely turned down. I mean, Matt Hobbs was was, was had in MLB teams lurking around, but Nate Thompson, I know, has been thrown out there for a ton of head coaching jobs, and he will absolutely continue to be a candidate for him. And I, I don't think that they're going to stay at Arkansas forever. I think they're locked in on one very specific goal. Yeah, they're all in on it together. And I think when Arkansas wins that Natty, I think you might see Nate Thompson go ahead and take that job at wherever. But I think once uh, they do this year, I'm, so. and look, I'm not saying they're going to be here. If they don't win it this year, they're going to keep, you know, they, yeah. I, but I do think that that is probably why they're holding out just a little bit longer. And like, if Arkansas keeps winning, these guys are going to continue to be candidates. I mean, oh, yeah. Both of them deservedly so as well. I mean, see, this is my favorite comment right here because I love it. Dave wins a natty and retires Tony V to be the odds are favorite for the job. I'm going to say this, folks. If. Dave Van Horn wins a natty and retires the next d- retires after that. Tony Vitello is your coach the next day. I am put. I'll put if my there's a bottom dollar on it that Tony Vitello is going to be the next Razorback baseball coach once Dave Van Horn retires. I, I'm putting my my life savings on that, which isn't much, but it's a it's a, a whole it's a lot to me, Dad. Fifty on it, really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two dollars and sixty seven cents, man. It's going to well, get it, dude. I'll tell you. Regardless of whether you're right or not, I think that should be what everyone hopes, right? Yes. Wow, you know, yes. look, if you're one of those people who really is like doesn't want Tony V to be the coach and you have your moral reasons, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. But grow but up, wrong. guys. Come on. You're wrong. Like, let's let's be real here. The guy's awesome. Uh and look, he might not even be a good person. He might not be a, he might be a complete jerk. I don't know. I've never spent time with Tony Vitello. But DVH loves him. They've it's had their they've had their beef and everybody thought that was like a 
you know, proof that they really don't. DVH has already said multiple times since then, like, oh yeah, we made up right after we're boys. Like they hang they out a, all the time. They have get, a very yes. close relationship. And all it will take is DVH signing off for the fan yep. base to get on board, which yep. by the way, guys, spoiler, you can just we can quit all this pretending. He will sign off as, as soon as it happens. Even, like, and, and look, I'm not even guaranteeing like John is that Tony's gonna want the job and that he's gonna make the move. But I I mean, he he would absolutely have a hard time turning it down. I know that for a fact. Uh, I think a lot of people do. I mean, he did call it the Mecca of college baseball. Yeah, he said I mean, Arkansas is the Mecca the of college Arkansas baseball. The Arkansas job is a top three, top five job in college baseball. Anybody would have a hard time turning it down. I mean, Jay Johnson at LSU would probably even be like you know, looking at well, it. Yeah, I uh, you know it. what I mean. Like, I think I think any coach would be dumb not to. And I think Tony V is uh, is going to be on that short list. Uh, I think it all comes down to like the timing of it. Like, for instance, if Arkansas, let's say they really do win the national title this year. I think that would speed up DVH's timeline immensely. Oh, like I really like, and look, I'm not 100%. like, I'm not saying DVH is like looking for. Her. He's not. He's he's got plenty of years left in him as long as he. I mean, he's he's he gets around great. Like he's he seems like he's. He'll be just the coach kinda, as long as he wants to be the coach. He'll co yeah, he'll be the coach as long as he wants to be the coach. But yeah, like you, that's a good way to put it because I think that when how long he will want to be the coach will change once he gets that uh, that elusive chip out of the way and. You know, and, yeah. and someone, and I think the question also was saying, are one of those guys being groomed for the job? I don't know that for sure, honestly. I, I don't want to say definitively. Nate Thompson is interesting to me because he's such a great recruiter. And I think also, you know, the hitting coaches seem to always be the ones that rise to these, yeah. these positions usually. Uh, and he's been floated around for head coaching jobs before. I don't know if Hobbs has a ton of interest in being a head coach. I think he's a no. he really loves pitching. And I think he's a he's a nerd about the pitching and just kind of loves that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I want to say this too, and this is nothing against Nate Thompson or anything. I really don't want that because it's like you're an established program, yeah. and I just feel like more often than not, when you have a coach in waiting or you promote an assistant coach to replace a legend, it almost never works out. Like, and and to me. I'm a like I I was someone who was irate when Tony Vitello and Dave Dave Van Horn got into it. You know why? Because I was like, you don't come after my guy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. once you come after my guy, I'm done with you. But because of seeing how it's like, hey, if they're cool, I was like, okay, well then I'm cool. Exactly. I'm cool. And that's how everyone's stance should be. Yes. You know, that's that's really how it should be. Yes, but if if you had to give me a choice between, oh, do you want Nate Thompson or Dave, uh, Tony Vitello? I'm just like Easy. Tony Vitello, not even Easy. a question. It's like it's. Because I'm telling you right now, I, I can already see it. It's going to be Dave Van Horn. He's going to have his national championship trophy. You're sitting there right there at the press conference table. He's going to be over here to the right. You're going to have your check at the very end of the left. And right smack in the middle of him is going to be Tony Vitello. And it's going to start with your check giving a statement. Then Dave Van Horn's going to talk about how this has been great with his national championship as he, uh, you know, is still probably a little hungover from his celebration a little bit. And then you're going to turn it over to Tony V with that Razorback hat on. He's going to put it on with his jersey and. He's going to go on about how it's Mecca College Baseball and he can't wait to get started. And those Tennessee fans are going to be pissed. They're going to be so well, look, mad. John, it's going to be great. I very much hope you are right. I really do because uh, that would be awesome. And, you know, every piece of what you just said, from the Arkansas winning the title to DVH picking his guy and it being Tony and Tony being all in, I'm all for it. And, look, I think that would also make Arkansas kind of the villains of college baseball, which secretly that's where I want to be. That's mm. that's just where but, we want. But, I mean, see, people also kept bringing up with – Oh, you know, if Tony Vitello came here, those those shenanigans they pulled over at Tennessee, those antics aren't going to happen. I'm like, folks, do you think that Dave Van Horn's going to be like, hey, Tony, come over here and bring those antics? The reason that Tony Vitello had to, not saying that it's the only reason, but one of the reasons why they had those antics is because it was Tennessee baseball yeah. and no one cared about him. You have to stand Correct. out a little bit. 
And so him able to recruit those types of guys to have that type of culture is the only way you could get those players to come to a place like Tennessee because the people want to go to Arkansas. They want to go to LSU. They want to go to these other places. So when he comes to Arkansas, he's not they're not that antic yeah. stuff's not coming with him. It's not going yeah. to be a part of it at all. Well, so. and also, I just think like that's an overrated topic to begin with. Cause it also Arkansas teams are, they do have a professionalism about them and they have a you know, just a way they play the game. But it's not Arkansas's had guys who have a little bit of that personality. Like Christian Franklin, he never saw a home run he didn't like to admire, you no. know. Uh yeah, DVH will one hundred percent Coltman Joe. He will announce his retirement on Natty State. Uh, oh, yeah. No, well, this well, part you know, of it. Especially by that point. I mean, we're talking years down the line, right? But, yes. uh, you know, John, but just for conversation's sake, because I do, I hope you're right about Tony V, but just for conversation's sake, let's say you're not, and Tony V has no interest, and people want to do the Nate Thompson thing. Is it crazy that maybe Nate Thompson takes a job after this season or next, and he goes and he's a head coach somewhere else? I mean, we're talking about Tony V as this awesome candidate. He was in Nate Thompson's shoes not that long ago. So, hey, if Nate Thompson went to like a – Georgia or wherever, I guess West Johnson's there now. West right. Johnson's another name to remember. Man, yeah. Uh, you know, and he goes and he has a little bit of success and he gets those reps and it's clear he's a good head coach. Maybe then you could make that move. But yeah, I don't know. But again, I also trust DVH at all costs. It so is, DVH, whatever yeah. DVH says is what's what we're all gonna talk ourselves into. And if he comes out and he's like, it's West Johnson or it's Nate Thompson or it's Tony V, or if it's a completely random guy, like we're all gonna get on board real quick and we probably should. It is pretty crazy when you think about how Dave Van Horn has under his trees had a lot of great coaches, but there's two of them now that are at big time SEC programs as the head coach with Wes Johnson and Tony Mattella. Like, because uh, they were they yeah. were never the coach at the same time though, right? Let's think. Wes Johnson actually I believe, 2017. I think they both were. 2017, I think was Thompson's first year. Okay, right? so yeah, then yeah, then they so were yeah, never they, together. They, they maybe were there for like a few weeks at the God, same. Can you time. imagine that type of? I mean, I know that Wes Johnson like just also 2018. Some of those yeah. players were because of Tony Vitello. Oh yeah, dude, and, and so, look, and I look, I don't want to get too crazy with what I want to be very careful with how I word this. DVH was gonna, he had a lot of success before Tony V. He's had a lot of success after. He was always going to have a ton of success at Arkansas, no matter what. Um, but I will say, Tony V really took the recruiting for Arkansas baseball up a notch, and DVH himself would tell you that. I mean, it was part of, you know, part of that was the success Arkansas had had, and it was kind of a perfect timing. But Arkansas's recruiting really joined the, the elite ranks in about the same time Tony V came in there, and you started seeing number two classes, number number one, number three, and it was like Arkansas really wasn't recruiting at an elite elite level in early in DVH's tenure. And recruiting ranks were tough to follow, so well, yeah, not, you know. But I just baseball. mean, like they weren't, you know, having all these guys who were turning down a million dollars to come to Arkansas like consistently. It was not at the same level, and I'm not saying Tony V gets all the credit for that. But I think that he he clearly has something going on because he's he's recruited at a high level everywhere he's been, including Arkansas, Tennessee, and I think he's clearly got something special in that regard. And so I'm not saying that he was the secret success to all of DBH's you know happiness or anything, but like I do think that he deserves a lot of credit when we look back in hindsight of Arkansas taking this leap because they've been good under DBH all time, but they took a little bit of a jump forward into that elite ranks. And we talk about coaches handing it off to who and who can take them to the new level. I think Tony V deserves a lot of credit, and so it'd be kind of poetic if he were able to come back and and finish the job that he helped start. You know, yeah, I, I would I would love it. I, I personally think you couldn't do much better job of you know bringing it in. It'd be interesting to see who his assistants would be because who knows? Maybe he would bring in because somebody brought up Bobby Wernus. I was going to say he'd elevate Bobby. I've Wernus got two candidates from the comments to throw your way. Bobby Wernus is the first one. Want to yeah. see Bobby if the timing? Are, and again, timing is the key thing. We haven't yeah. even mentioned that yet, but that's kind of what this whole yeah, thing comes down was, to. Bobby Wernus was under Vitello, right? When he was at Arkansas. Correct, yeah. So I mean, there's a connection 2015, there. Yeah, yeah, there's a connection there. And so 
And Bobby Warnes is another guy who probably at some point in the next few years is going to take that jump to be a hitting coach somewhere, somewhere, whether it's at Arkansas or wherever. He's done a tremendous job with the catchers, John, and I've, we've talked about that yeah, off yeah, air. Yeah, we have. We'll, we'll rant about that plenty on the Bombastic podcast soon. But, uh, yeah, I think that Bobby is an interesting name to keep an eye on for the next however long. You know, this guy clearly loves Arkansas. And so, again, if, if DVH retires next year, it's a different conversation than if DVH retires in four years, and it's going to be a different conversation if he retires in seven years. And so it's like timing will kind of end up being what the end-all be-all. But I do want to ask you, someone floated the name Andrew Ellis as uh, being groomed for the baseball job. Hey, I'm going to take the comments away from you. I'm going to start because you're the ones putting these up. I'm going to have to start taking them hands. away. You can see my hands. I'm not. Yeah, right. <laughs> take all these things. Just like, well, somebody know Andrew said. This guy says it needs to be a politician. Well, you were the basketball coach. Now you're going to be the baseball coach. Now, so, look, yeah. if if I if I were going to be doing it, it'd be the baseball coach. And uh, yes. really, I'd want to be the pitching coach. I'm not. I don't want to yes, be the head. You had I'm, the pitching coach look. I'm not an alpha. I'm not a leader of men, but I am a good, you know, I'm, I'm like one, I'm the pitching coach who can pull you aside and kind of one-on-one. You seem like the guy that can do a really slow trot out to the mound when you're trying to stall. You you know the pitching coach in Rookie of the Year for the Cubs? Yeah, Brigma? Yeah, that's me. That's that's kind of my my vibe that I'm going yeah, for. You know, you got the, what he says, he's like, you know, some people like to put ice on their arms. Some people think heat is the way to go, but I have the solution. Hot ice. You heat up the ice cubes. It's the best of both worlds. It's one of my favorite movies as a kid. Luke Bonfield for head coach. Again, another What's Tony he, Where's D. he at these days? I don't know where he he's was at, at these Tennessee. days. He was at Tennessee as a volunteer assistant. I, I guess he probably huh, went good. to go try and get a paid gig. Tennessee volunteer Tennessee assistant. volunteer assistant. Nice. I didn't mean to do that. But, yeah, yeah. another yeah. Tony V guy that, uh, you know, there's a connection there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, can't, we can't touch on all of these comments. We wish we could, though. Wish we could. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Warnes, going back to that point too, I could totally see, I'm not saying that it would be, because I wouldn't want this to happen, but if it's something to where Tony Vitello, you know, became the coach and he was like, all right, well, let's elevate Bobby to the hitting coach and then pitching coach. Who knows? Maybe Hobbs would stay on. I don't know. Maybe. <gasps> That'd be awesome. That'd be stupid. That'd be stupid. By the way, Matt Hobbs' daughter apparently is going to be like a historically great basketball player. Where's she playing at? She's like... 14 years old, oh. uh, maybe not. She might be like t 12, but she's uh, her, apparently Hobbs' wife was also a really good athlete. I think she was a D1 athlete. I can't remember if she played basketball or if it was like volleyball, but apparently she's really good. And uh, I've, I've come, I have it on good authority, someone who coached her, her youth. Uh, and he, he says she was a very good basketball player. Hmm. She might, and she's like 6'1 already. So I got a question for you. Who, who's a better pitching coach, Wes Johnson or Matt Hobbs? <laughs> yeah, putting you on the spot there, Andrew. I love you got to be honest Hobbs. about it. I love Matt Hobbs. I think Matt Hobbs is an elite pitching coach. I think he's probably one of the top. Realistically, I'm being dead serious, John. I think Matt Hobbs is a top three pitching coach in all of college baseball. I really believe that. Wes Johnson is number one, though, dude. That's the that uh, is the. You know what? It's crazy. As that, I agree with you, dude. I agree that with dude, you, I do. So I had a buddy who played baseball at LSU, and uh, I sent him a Wes Johnson video one time where it was like one of those like. You know, I don't remember. It was when they first got that performance, whatever. And he was kind of talking about it and talking about the track, man, and all the stuff they do. And and I, I'm not going to say this LSU player's name, although I will at some point. He was like, man, I would love. And it's funny because LSU ended up hiring Wes yeah. Johnson. He was there this, for two years, right? Yes. Yeah. And this was after this my, this buddy of mine who said, man, God, I'd love to play for that guy. Like, oh, I want him to, you know. And like, I, just, I he has that kind of the pitchers. As, a, as an elite pitcher myself, we all look to Wes Johnson as the guy. He's yeah. the, the true man. I mean, and look, people used to make fun of uh, – I, I sent out a funny tweet today, actually, John. I, I like to prop up my own funny tweets, but 
someone at North Carolina tore their UCL and their Friday night starter is out for the year or whatever. So I quoted and I said, Matt Hobbs strikes again. But Wes Johnson was the original Matt Hobbs because people used to blame him for ruining the arms. Do you remember that? Yeah. Or so I had, I think it was Isaiah Campbell's arm who had like the weird stuff and people were kind of blaming Wes Johnson for that. Keaton McKinney had a, a lot of weird injuries that people kind of blamed Wes Johnson for. And I'm just like, and now they're doing it with Matt Hobbs. People need to understand pitching is not a natural thing to do. That's why people keep getting hurt. Yes. That's why every pitcher that pitches at an elite level has Tommy John at some point or another. Like if Jackson Wiggins didn't have it last year, he was going to have it in a ball or double a ball. Like all these pitchers that throw a hundred, it is not meant to happen. Our arms are not constructed that way to do this motion at a high level a hundred times. So it's like, all these all these coaches that we try to act like are the reason for everything. Yeah. It's so stupid. Well, I remember uh, like the one of the first I won't say the first, but one of the early press conferences I ever went to and covered was when Dave Van Horn hired Wes Johnson, and I remember going into that little. It was almost like a, it's like the suites up there, like in Bomb Stadium. It was like a, the back room of the suites. I don't know. It was really weird. They didn't have like a press conference room for like, but we yeah. like met up in a. It was literally looked like our kitchen over here. That's what it was. <laughs> And I remember just literally sitting in the bar stools was Wes Johnson and Dave Van Horn. And I remember Dave was like introducing him and all that. And I still have pictures of it. And then he like introduced Wes Johnson. I could tell there was some up here where he was just like, I, like it was almost like insane, but in like a good way. I was like, yeah. this guy's going to be awesome. Cause he was just like, you could tell there's some he, he, immediately. He was almost like zoomed out of the press conference. Cause he was already thinking about, you know, velocity, like just right. like he could just tell he's like, he's just nothing but pitching. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. that's what I love about Matt Hobbs is they are, they actually are very similar. And I feel like Hobbs has done a great job of taking what Wes Johnson had already kind of built and running with it. Uh, you know, Wes Johnson now is the head coach at Georgia, by the way. So keep an eye on the Bulldogs. That's going to be fun. I keep to, forget, I, like I know he is, but it's like sometimes yeah. I keep forgetting that he's there too. And I'm like, he's being that yeah. guy. So. Uh, Hayden pounds wants to know if Jackson Rutledge would have stuck around at Arkansas. If Wes Johnson didn't go to the twins, well, I got news to report for you, Hayden. Jackson left before Johnson left, if I recall correctly. Because I think Jackson entered the transfer. He quit the team, like, mid-2018 season. Uh, like, even, like, you halfway. What's funny is I forgot all about that until you just, that I just right, got Right, that Jackson up. Rutledge, for those that don't remember, he was, like, 6'8", 250, just a massive, like, he was the number one recruit in that class that year, which it contained Heston Kerstad and Casey Martin and all these dudes. Jackson Rutledge was, like, the big arm. And he ended up being a first-round pick out of San Jack. But uh, he came to Arkansas for one year, threw 100, but was all over the place and kind of didn't have a role by a conference play. And so he just dipped, you know. And uh, Wes Johnson ended up leaving later. But I, I think Jackson Rutledge was – he needed to go somewhere where he could just pitch and get reps. And he's a you know a freak talent. But, you know, he was a true freshman, and he was not happy with his role. But that team was trying to win a national title, and they almost did. Would have been nice if uh, Jackson Rutledge hadn't quit the team mid-year so they could have had an extra arm down the stretch. Would have been nice, but, uh, yeah, he wanted to go somewhere where he could be a starter, and so he did. He went to a JUCO and then got drafted in the first round. So good for him. That could be a great segment of thinking about all the players that, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda for Razorback sports <laughs> of, like, if this player didn't leave the team, this player didn't transfer out, this player didn't get hurt. Right. Just, like, the differences that yeah. could, could be made. Well, I think he so was Rutledge years. and Bryce Bonin. You remember Bryce Bonin? Oh As a freshman gosh, in 2018, dude. like they were the two like headliners of that class, and I think they both kind of by the end of the year like wanted a firm promise that they were going to be starting, and neither could get that because it was just like it's not how this works around here. And also, y'all weren't good enough as freshmen to warrant that, you know. Uh, they gave Jackson Rutledge a chance to start against ULM in a midweek, and he gave up like four runs in two innings. And I'm like, 
you don't get to complain about your role after you do that. Who was uh, was it was it Poche? Was he also a guy who was on the team and got kicked off the team? Yeah, like Colin Poche. Colin or Poche. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've had yeah. they've had uh, they've had some interesting ones over the years, but it, honestly, Arkansas baseball has the least amount of the ones that actually went on to go be good somewhere else. I feel yeah. like that left it's the pretty, program and ended up. Yeah, like I feel like football. There's always those guys who like go and they're like, oh crap, that guy's good. Or basketball yeah. really has had a couple that have not been stars but have had success other places baseball i feel like hasn't had a ton what was it i guess uh what's his name went to alabama last year dominic uh, Tamez. yeah Tamez. Talking, yeah well, Tamez. Tamez. and then yeah. uh missouri was leech right yeah so and i would say Tamez had a had a decent little like run but i mean i could even make the argument that being the backup catcher on arkansas might be better than a starting catcher on alabama I, you could make I that could case. I could make that argument. But with, you know, with Tamez, it's interesting. I, people brought that up as it's, if it's supposed to be some crime. Like, all that happened was Casey Opitz was supposed to get drafted in 2020 because he, he was stayed. a junior, but then COVID happened. So he didn't get drafted. And so he was back for another year. And Tamez, yeah. you know, wanted to go get, so he went to a JUCO. And then from the JUCO, went to Alabama. It's like, I don't think that Arkansas, I don't think the coaching staff deserves a knock here. I think they kept Casey Opitz, which was a no brainer. And yeah. Arkansas's, uh, and then who's they brought the, in who, Michael Turner after that. I feel who, like it's... Who's the best Juco player Arkansas baseball's had over the past 10 years? Oof. Uh, you know one that's underrated? Trevor Steffen. Yes. Trevor Steffen. Now, now draft-wise, I think he was drafted in the third round. He might be like the highest drafted Juco guy they've had. He was a stud, and he's pitching in the big leagues now. Uh, he's had a nice little role for the Guardians, not to be confused with the Indians. Yeah. Uh, we are I guess in I should say that. Censor that. Censor yeah. that. Uh, but no, yeah, Trevor Steffen was a fun one. I mean, I'm trying to think. They've had, I mean, Brady Slavens is not a, uh, not the, not the headliner. There's an Matt Goodhart was a had a really good run yeah, in Arkansas. Yeah, was good. All was, SEC. Uh, was, was Caleb Cowley technically JUCO? Caleb Cowley's a JUCO. Yeah. He was a multiple. He was like two different JUCOs. Yeah, because yeah. he was uh, like Florida State. Then he went to one JUCO and then went to the other. Because Trevor Zell was just a transfer, right? Yeah, he, he was wasn't a JUCO. He was Southeast That's right. Missouri. That's right. Uh, but he was. I mean, he's up he's there great. on the list of just grad transfers and now now that list is starting to get pretty long too and you think of guys like trevor i mean that trevor zell and jared wagner and a few other guys like that i mean maybe juco who's another juco guy oh jalen battles has oh, to be yeah, in the conversation yeah, I, mean, I, forget him. I mean dude that 2022 team or 2021 and 2022 they're juco and that's another thing nate thompson has really been good at you know his brother i want to say is the head coach at one of the top juco's in the country and thompson has some experience there but they've They've had a pretty good high success rate on uh, hitting those JUCO guys. Jax Biggers being thrown around yeah. in the chat. He was an awesome one. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Like, they've had like seven or eight everyday starters that have been good. And that's just in the last like three or four years, you know? So, because that made me think of something else. If you were going to take one for one Friday night, one Friday night, a Dave Van Horn team for one Friday night to go up against all the other Dave Van Horn teams, which one are you taking? Which year? For a Friday night, so not just for a the Friday whole team, night game, just a Friday night game, the, and I get the team, but for that Friday night, yes, that one year team. I think it's got to be the 2018 team, even though I think Isaiah Campbell. No, actually, I'm going 2019. I lied. 2019, really? Only here's here's why though. Here's my okay. case. Now the 2019 team did not have a better postseason run than the 2018 team. Offensively, if you go back and look at the numbers, they were a little bit better. Because you had Kerstad is a year older, Fletcher's a year older, Fletcher or Casey Martin, did I say yeah. his name? Kerstad. Like yeah. those guys were all a year older. And then they had Trevor Ezell. And they had a nice little mix of talent on that roster. So offensively, their numbers were just as good. And I think Campbell statistically definitely was 
a better Friday night starter than Blaine Knight. I know that's like sacrilegious to some, but but only because Blaine Knight went undefeated, right? And Campbell went what twelve and one or yeah, whatever, and, one and the game, one is yeah. like a three to one loss to Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and Campbell, dude, for my money, that's the best Friday night starter Arkansas's had. Not best career, not best whatever, but just by the time he got to his redshirt junior year, he was he was dominant. Yeah, because even the twenty twenty one Cronin also was he was the close, closer for both teams. Yeah. I just I like the twenty nineteen team a little bit, even though they didn't accomplish what I hope they did for well, one night. See, I like dude, that, and this was what the thing about that twenty nineteen team is like. You know, they went zero and two in barbecue, but like, wasn't the final scores those two to one and one to both, nothing? So yeah, it's it like, like it wasn't like they score. just went up there like because the twenty fifteen World Series team, they they just had no business yeah. being in the World Series that year. Like they and they got blown out zero and two, right. and it like made sense. Yeah, it was like fine. That twenty nineteen, and I know baseball is just the way it is, but you're talking about man, yeah. Three or four pitches different, and it's Arkansas's two and zero in those games. It could really change the entire well, dynamic. What I think that team's kind of undoing was was the the pitching. I mean, they they did, the pitching isn't what got them in the end, weirdly enough. But I think having red or a true freshman Patrick Wicklander and a true freshman Connor Nolan, that was the starting rotation. Was yes the best yes. pitcher in the SEC, and then two guys who we really at that time. Didn't trust at all. Shout out to Patrick Wicklander, though, friend of the program. Wick. I rock with Rick, and he had obviously ended up having a great career. But you think about back to that 2019 team, that was what made me nervous about them. And so it is funny that the offense is what did them in. But uh, Hayden Pounds also brought up Easton Morrell homering against us in that College World Series. You know, Easton Morrell's another yeah. one that that 2018 recruiting class, Heston Kirstad and Casey Martin were like mid-tier prospects in that class. Cole Turney was another one who was expected to be a yep. huge – he was like a top five player in that class – Easton Morrell was a huge prospect. Bryce Bond and Jackson Rutledge, Zeb Vermillion. Like, the names go on. Cole Ramage was in that class. Uh, it's, like, kind of crazy to look back on. And all those guys on that team either were successful at Arkansas or went on to be successful somewhere else. So it's pretty – in hindsight, it's like, dang, that was a special class. Yeah. But yeah, Easton Morrell homered against them in the 2019 game, as did Josh Jung, if I believe – Young, is it Young or Jung, that dude for the Rangers? I don't know, either way. Jung, something like that. Jung, yeah. I think it is Jung. Uh, yeah, 2020. Okay, this is a, this is an interesting... Yeah, the 2020 season Cause they, stopped by COVID. Okay, so you remember they went 0-3 in Minute Maid in that yes. early season thing, and people were like freaking out, and yep. then they lost a midweek game to somebody. Because Connor Nolan was their ace to start the year. Yeah, well, and we and mentioned then, Patrick Wicklander. He yes. got off to like a... I don't know what... He, he might have been... He might have been point shaving to start that year. I don't know what that was the worst it was, it was terrible, he yeah. ever pitched. And you know, Kevin Copps, crazy enough, who was actually on all of these teams all of 2018, he was hurt, and we haven't even really mentioned him. Uh, but in 2020, he got off to a horrible start too. And Zeb Vermillion was the closer, and Connor Nolan was the ace. And it was like, again, like in high, it, it, at the time that that season got shut down, people were really worried about that team. But, you know, I just mentioned some of those guys that were there offensively. Braden Webb was on that team as well. I mean, you had Robert Moore as a freshman. You had Brady Slavens there, I believe. Was he there? No, he wasn't. He was not there. I always assume he is. Casey Opitz was there, and he was off to it. But that team, I mean, with and you had Heston Kirsch. You had the best hitter in the country. That dude was winning the Golden Spikes. That yeah. offense was about to be winner. so good, big picture. Yep. And they they kind of had their yep. struggles early. But that offense was going to be so good. Christian Franklin, another one. He was off to a crazy start. I think that team was going to win a ton of games. And they would have been interesting – and so, yeah, you can make an argument for that team. I wouldn't. It's not a crazy thing at all. COVID sucked for all the reasons we all know. But to me, the one that was like, I just, it robbed us of Heston Kerstad's final yeah. year at Arkansas. The <laughs> guy was number two pick in the MLB draft. Yeah. Like, pretty crazy. Man. Will Lennox wants to know what we think on the Muslim situation. Will, I'm going to be honest with you. Take the little red dot yeah. and just move it back like. Very beginning. Maybe, yeah, maybe like an hour at yeah. least. Yeah. You'll hear <laughs> yeah. all about it, man. You'll hear all about it. So, yeah, we've. 
we've uh we've yeah we've talked about that a lot so i know we got to take uh one final break before we close up shop and get to the rest of the show uh, and have some things of uh, did y'all see this because there are some pretty funny things there too but before we do that of course we want to talk about one of our great sponsors here on natty state sports as well as the john neighbor show and that is superior contracting and development out of valonia we know that the weather's been a little bit nicer here the past few days thank goodness and it's actually looking up to be a pretty nice weekend so when the weather starts getting a little bit warmer you want to start doing some things to your house right you know you thought about getting that deck out there you know you really wanted to have a nice deck or a patio to be out there maybe a pool something like that well superior contracting and developing has you covered there are licensed residential and commercial contractors specializing in all aspects of home rebuilding and remodeling and they handle everything from fencing and drainage additions and remodeling to your existing structure all the way to the land development and ground up construction they literally do it all so you can call them today for all of your interior and exterior construction and remodeling needs and they're very easy to get a hold of you can call them today at 501-453-3053 that's 501-453-3053 you can also email them at contracting at superiorark.com or visit the website at superiorark.com and even though they're based out of Valonia, they are fully statewide so no matter where you're at in the state of arkansas in the natty state if you will they're going to come and help you out over at Superior Contracting and Development. So check them out today for all of your remodeling and interior, exterior design right here with Superior Contracting and Development. We're going to take our final break here on the John Neighbors Show here on 90 State Sports. So stay with us on the other side of the break. Well, Fayetteville is 1,843 miles away, but the call of the Hawks can be heard all the way to San Francisco. Let's dig my dick in the mashed potato. Go Hawks. Powered by Arkansas for Arkansas. Every time you put it back in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. The John Neighbors Show is live from the Natty State Sports Studios. This is the John Neighbors Show here live from Natty State Sports Studios. I am your host, John Neighbors. And, of course, we've been having some fun uh, here on the show. Appreciate everybody listening and watching in. Got Andrew Ellis over there on his phone not paying attention. It's fine. He's probably breaking some sources. I got him Schefter over there. Yeah. It's about some big baseball sources about to get broken. It was one of my one of my most trusted sources, Hillary Frank. <laughs> She's the one that helps you out with all of the, uh, yeah. the takes that you She's have on baseball. She's the method behind all of this madness. I am nothing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like that's how Schefter is, too. He's got somebody. I it's remember like he's Schefter, the face of everything. When I was a kid watching ESPN and Schefter had to like leave in the middle of they were it was like the trade deadline. He had to like leave while he was on air to go take a call. And I was like, Holy cow, that is so cool. Yeah. And now that like uh I got like one little minor taste of an actual reporter life, and I was like, That sucks. I don't want to do that ever no, again. No, no. <laughs> There's only certain people that can do that and that need to do that, and he's one of them. Uh, a few things I wanted to bring up. What's happening here? Kim Mulkey, uh Kim Mulkey likes to do do weird stuff. Yeah, I noticed that. She likes to draw attention to herself. That looks like an E. E-S-U. Yeah, it doesn't like if I if you just if you just like kind of screen grabbed it and cropped out everything else. I don't know if at first glance I would be able to tell for sure that that was an LSU shirt. Just looking yeah, at it, yeah. Like other than the colors, kind of golden. Yeah, yeah, and like you see three letters, and you're like, okay, but it's like off first glance, like looks my like a eyes, W instead of a U. It almost looks like yeah, like E G U, like. I don't know. It just looks weird. Yeah, can we stop with the, like, listen, I'm all about fashion, obviously. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're fashionable stylish people. guys who Very. put a lot into our, our, our looks. Yeah, yeah. That's why we have a merch shop that you guys need to check out and get some of these sweet shirts. NatyStateSports.com slash shop. But this, let's relax, okay? Let's, like, let, we, we're trying too hard when we get to this point. I'm not, I'm not hating on any woman's fashion or anybody, but I'm like, this, it's, it's about the LSU element. And forget what the shininess and all that. Yeah. 
the the font of the writing. That looks like like you said, EGW is what it could be. East well, ECW Georgia wrestling, Western. like yeah, like yeah. throwback to the Tommy Dreamer days. Yeah, like it could be so many different things there. So, Mike, yeah. I just I saw that. I was like, what are we doing here? Come on. Hey, now. I've got a funny story about Kim Mulkey. Actually, you know, I mentioned that buddy that played at LSU. Well, he played with Kramer Robertson, who is the oh, son. God. I don't know if you, oh, John, did you know about that? Uh, you that, know what? I heard that once. <laughs> That him and Robert they were Moore. related, right? Yeah, SEC, SEC middle infielders that have famous parents. Yeah, it's interesting. But uh, yeah, so oh, you know, you, hey, Robert Moore, do you know about him? I, okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's where I that's where I was going. I'm glad I'm glad you got it. Uh, but yeah, so this was actually before Kim Mulkey was even at LSU. But she was really tight with Paul Maneri, so she was always and obviously her son was playing, so she was around the program a lot. But he, Paul Maneri would let her come to those scrimmages, and, and LSU doesn't open their scrimmages as much as Arkansas especially in the fall, but she would come and sit behind home plate and just dog cuss her son while he's taking ground balls while he's whatever and just yelling obscenities at him. And she's a, uh, she's a terrifying woman. It seems like LSU's gymnastics coach. I forget her name. She has an interesting name, but she has a similar vibe to Kim Mulkey. It's like DD bro or Kiki bro or something like that. But the LSU gymnastics coach, similar to Kim Mulkey and vibe of just like being a terrifying woman who, you respect for some reason. You know, yeah. like, like you can tell when she walks in a room, like oh crap! Like this yeah, I was woman, like I don't want this. This woman this. means business. Uh, I will say I don't like Brandon Walker usually, like, but I do like his comment where he says Kim Mulkey looks like the teacher that will respond. I don't know. Can you? When you asked if you can go to the it's bathroom, it's a good tweet. It's pretty, pretty, pretty on point there. So, yeah. uh, also in some other news, Nick Saban uh, was caught. To, I say caught. He spent his Monday golfing with Tim Time, Grammy nominated artist Travis Scott, and Grammy winner Fifty Cent. Saban was one of the number of celebrities who turned out for the Mr. October Golf Celebrity Golf Classic in Palm City, Florida. Charity event is put on by MLB legend Reggie Jackson. John, okay. I have horrible news to report. Well, not horrible news to report. I have sad. I have a sad realization happening in my brain. So I saw. I was on the internet earlier today. I'm an Astros fan, like we talked about. I saw a picture of Randy Arozarena. Uh, who is a baseball player that you don't know because he, he plays baseball, but he's an MLB outfielder who's, you know, had some fun playoff moments. He played for the Cardinals and the Rays now. Well, he's been kind of a guy that people might think is on the move, and I saw a picture of him and Travis Scott. I saw a bunch of Astros accounts tweeting it out, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, dude, I love Randy Arozarena. That'd be awesome if uh, if he's coming to the Astros, and now that you just read that, I'm pretty sure that they just took a picture at that golf tournament, and so... Not as cool of a situation as I thought it was, but uh, it is what it is. Boys, we are uh, we are almost done here, so get those questions in if you have anything crazy to say before we get out of here. John is still battling the flu uh, is or influenza. I don't know what we're calling it these days, but... You know, I'm calling it BS, man. You put this together a good me. performance, though. I feel Dude. like you've made it, you've made it as... You've, made, you've held strong. You know, we're almost to the finish line. I hate this so much. It's like you don't know how much you have to talk until you have to talk. And then suddenly you start coughing. You can't stop. <laughs> mm. Well, it's funny. I'm glad I at least now now know that like you you know, you were feeling whatever, but I was catching weird looks from you early in the show and I was like, Did I say something weird? Like he kinda eyeballing me funny. Like but really you were just like holding in your Yeah, really it's just dying. You were just being a trooper. I'm sitting over here with cough drops, I got water, I got the little Oh. We totally forgot. We forgot. <sighs> no, we, we didn't. It. No, we didn't. We changed it. Remember? We did change it, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, we're gonna have to tease everybody. Boys, up. we got a we got a good. We'll, <laughs> we'll we'll get more into it tomorrow, I guess. We like to leave them with a little teaser. We got uh, we're gonna have some fun on tomorrow's stream. Someone was asking if we were gonna do it. Samuel Brown or Brooks? Samuel Brooks? 
Sammy I remember Sammy. that was from memory, Samuel. So, so you should you should be honored that I just remember that off the top of my head. But he was asking if we were going to have the stream. We will have it, and we got a fun surprise. It's not that fun of a surprise. Depends, yeah, depends on who, what's fun. <laughs> yeah, but it's not a fun, fun surprise. We're going to have fun, so we hopefully y'all have fun. And Arkansas is going to win. Yeah, there's Samuel Brooks, there's Samuel Brooks. on what's command. Up? Letting everybody uh, know he's still there. Exactly. Yeah. Him and uh, him and I saw Kingsley in the chat. I forgot to get to his comment. Crap! What did he say? Uh oh! Can't lead him without a Kingsley, Kingsley comment. I think. Oh, I know what he said. It is another one. Remembering off the top of my head, he was saying what we said, which was if Devo had been kicked off the team, Musk would have had a, a, a the statement would have been different. Yeah. You know, when people were kind of asking about that, thirty second Musk recap, please. Brian Crabtree, Musk is never coaching another game at Arkansas. He's See, done. You're gonna you're gonna clip that, and then everyone's gonna say. I'm like, kidding. Through, Brian, for Andrew real said. though, I told someone asked earlier. Take that little red dot and scroll that sucker all the way back. We talked for like an hour yes. and a half. Or, or how about this? How about this, uh, Brian? We we are up on the podcast network, oh. so Spotify, Apple, uh, Amazon, all of them. So you can go listen to the podcast show. We'll be up there. And also on YouTube, yeah, you can scroll to the very beginning and be able to check that out too. Uh, real quick, before we uh, close up shop, a couple of things. Thank you. I'm going to bring up Thomas because you spelled my name right. Yeah. Well, go. we remember this as the John Neighbors flu show. Well, we're going to remember it as the day John Neighbors almost died on the show. So, well, yes. we'll see if your condition worsens. Tomorrow's stream could be could have John in a hospital bed. We might have him Hugh Freeze style. You remember when he coached that game? <laughs> Put my hands like up that. like that. Real quick, I just want to bring this up. Jerry Jones said the Cowboys are going in all, all in on 2024. It says, quote, we were going to be all in. I would say that you will see us this coming year. We're not building it for the future. Hey, John, you ready for a verbal meme? Me before placing a nine-leg parlay on a Thursday night football game. We're going all in. I would say that you'll see us this coming year, not build it for the future. We're going all you in. You can put that tonight. out there. Yeah, you and Jerry yeah. Jones, and you can make that a meme and get it rolling. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love that. that. I love the guy who's like, I know that we suck and we, we have a disappointing thing every year, but this is the But year. what are you doing every other year if you're not going all He's in? Like, what does that we, mean? We were not all in, but now yeah. we are. But now we're really we're real, for real this time. We've always been, you know, for we've real been sacrificing time. a little bit for the future this whole time. Cowboys, <laughs> man. The Cowboys killing me. All right, let's close up shop. What'd you learn today? I always forget that this question is coming. I'm about to say, it's not what like you have been on the today? show for two well, straight weeks. Well, since we're weeks, asking for a 30-second recap, I learned that uh, Scotty is really prepared for Musselman to go. I thought it was funny earlier when you were like, hey, what do y'all think all these rumors and stuff? And Scotty's like, got to get him out of here. Well, you know, I enjoyed my time seeing him, but he will farewell to him. Oh, he was prepared to close the door already. Um, what I learned is that these next four weeks are going to suck in terms of being on the internet and reading stuff. Uh also, I, I feel like we'd be remiss if we didn't address the fact that there are some crazy, and I do mean crazy allegations going on with uh, with Devontae Davis. And look, guys, we like to have fun as much as anybody. I would be lying if I said we didn't laugh at some of these these jokes we've been seeing on the internet. But trying to remember that these are like real human beings. And like I, I'm not trying to do the whole moral thing. If what these rumors are saying, if, if what everybody's saying is true, it probably isn't like a funny thing to joke about because that would be a seriously dark situation. If we're talking about someone who's struggling, let's just, uh, let's just, let's just relax a little bit. If you have a funny meme, send it to me personally and I will laugh at it and I will give you credit, but you don't, we don't need to share public things about, you know, who's doing what with who and who's putting what, where relax guys. Let's let's, and I'm serious. Like I, like I, you know, again, We've laughed about some of the stuff, but it's like, guys, relax. We do not have to talk about stuff like this. And I know the team sucks and they're making it hard. Well, let's be cool. 
let's have some some damn respect while so John- cool so cool so cool right let's be John? cool hey I'm we went dying. overboard today i know i know we need to get out of here i'm dying over here folks i'm sorry i got this though <laughs> we're good made to the end stretch folks appreciate everybody listening in and watching into the john neighbors show here on natty state sports <laughs> be sure to like and subscribe to the show itself here on natty state sports and you can follow me on twitter at john neighbors show also andrew ellis at ellis andrew underscore but apparently same sports show same sports channel tomorrow afternoon have a great day everybody we will see you then